Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Sweetman, and this is take two of me talking to Jules Desmond. Um, you might remember that uh, recently on the podcast, I had a chat with a guy called Jules Desmond. He is a musician and uh, has done a whole bunch of things. Now, that conversation went went fine. I mean, it went well enough that we ran it, but it was a situation where... Um, at the end of it, he kind of panicked and went, shit, I, I forgot to mention a whole lot of things. And we had a good time chatting. So I said, look, let me listen to that. I reckon that was pretty cool, but just come back and we'll have another chat. And so we did. And this happened a few months, uh, quite a few months after that first chat. And um, we tried our best to not go over the same things. Uh, we do obviously mention Letterbox Lambs. That was the first significant band he was in. And we talk a little bit about them again and their kind of place in Wellington and the in the late 90s and early 2000s but we really <coughs> don't uh, cover the same ground in the same way it's a completely different conversation uh, we talk a lot about our um, shared music fandom being total geeks for lots of things uh, music writing um, we talk about yeah the Wellington scene uh, bands that were happening in the late 90s early 2000s and stuff that he's carried on with and is doing now he's doing a lot of like kind of noise and improv um, and found sound recordings and um, you know Jules is a good mate it was it was fun to talk to him again and uh, a lot of people I got a lot there was a lot of he got a lot of really good feedback about the f- take one the first um, conversation and I did too a lot of people really enjoyed that so that'll you know that means that this one is worth putting up um, I will share a link in the notes to this to that first episode but this is me and Jules Desmond having another whole conversation for just as long about music once again and about each other and what we do and who we are, but completely different from take one. So here we go, have a listen to this one. So what are we going to do? Are we just going to start again? Or? I think we're just going to talk, okay. see what happens. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to probably, we're recording now, but I'm going to probably blend it into, I feel like we should try and... I didn't, haven't listened back, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know roughly where yeah, we hit. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we should try and fill in the blanks. Yeah, cool. If we repeat a little bit of that other stuff, I'll be able to catch yeah. that in the edit. Because there was some stuff like I, I definitely wanted to. I feel like what we did was we did a really good summary of your upbringing and Steiner yeah, and yeah. Uh, Letterbox Labs. Yeah, yeah. And we totally ticked that off. Yeah, cool. And somewhere around that time, you looked at your watch and went, I have to go. Yeah, and, and, and I went, fuck, it. let's yeah, get yeah. this Henry Rollins story. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you did the Henry Rollins and the, you know, one third octave band yeah, yeah. backstory around that pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then you messaged me afterwards and went, fuck, I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A bunch of bands I was in, um, the whole record label, you know, starting yeah, my yeah, own label yeah. thing. And then, and, and then, you know, just some sort of great and bands. You, I was going to say, time. I thought that's where we could start. Yeah, was, yeah. So if we sort of look to around when Letterbox Lambs was functioning and and then in, when it finished but when it was functioning you wanted to sort of um hit on a few of the sort of wellington scene yeah, at the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so it's re- I, yeah so we started in 1995 and the the scene here was really dominated by um we you know hit hit, hit like a hole and, and she had yeah had cast, they were the cast a really big shadow on yeah. that scene and and then weirdly and you went you were into them you went and saw I was them, definitely into were, them you know yeah. and from Wainui and uh, you know which seemed like miles away and none of us drove we would yeah. bus and train in and then we would um you know it seems, it seems quite funny now for like good gig it was like a, well this, this dude's happening she had it and yeah. we like hold that off the plate get it yeah. we would um, bus and train 
and bus <laughs> into town and then we would stay at Trekkers Hotel. They had a ten dollar backpackers deal and and they you were supposed to have a sleeping bag but we just used to use the shitty under blankets and and it was like a whole you know it was, it was a whole thing and, yeah and that was um you know so those guys cast a big shadow and, and it seemed you know I, 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 I sort of part I don't mean to sound disparaging like the cast of the shadow like I, I was affected by that as well and um yeah you know definitely especially you know seeing here like a hole for the first time was it was a really big deal it was around the time 13 came out and mm. it was a warehouse gig so it was like you know coming from small town it was like wow look at the sights there was that kind of goth yeah. thing patchouli was thick in the air <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and then when he had like a whole play it, it just shit just kicked off you know? yeah. like, like it was that was kind of my punk rock in a way you know like, yeah, yeah. like, like I, I, I missed punk in the 70s and, yeah yeah and, and it, it was stage diving and, and, and it was like holy shit and, but the, and the big thing as well with he like a whole um little, and that gig it was like Hey, hang on a minute, that guy playing bass is from Wainui, isn't he? You know, yeah, like I recognised yeah, him yeah, as kind yeah. of like the Wainui punk. Yeah, yeah. Guy. So hometown, actual yeah, hometown yeah, yeah, hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like fucking hell. There's someone, yeah. someone from my town is yeah. doing this, and yeah, yeah. and um and I didn't even play music then, but I think that was a real light bulb moment yeah, for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, so yeah, every every time those two bands played, we'd go and see them, and um, but weirdly, there was a whole lot of um the bands around at that time picked up on that heavier vibe and the, and there was a weird kind of a, a crossover lots of dreadlocks lots of um <laughs> it was kind of like a mix of like Frank Zappa and yeah yeah death I, metal kind of bands there was a, a like Primus death metal or yeah. something <laughs> yeah totally I mean this is um giving me sort of little memory flashback stuff too because yeah, this is yeah. right around when I arrived mm. in Wellington and so I was stumbling upon bands without knowing who they were and yeah. then you're like oh, and you're like just <laughs> you just have to scale that but yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah like we were finding out bands and going wow that was a great band and then yeah. and we didn't know who they were because you'd catch like three quarters of a set and then someone would either someone would tell you your na- their name or you'd find out about them the next time. Yeah, and yeah. Find out that they actually had a bit of a following. Yeah, or, and a tape out. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say a tape, or they'd recorded a single, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and it was being played on active, you know, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever the thing so was. The, yeah, you know, yeah. we used to, you know, go to those gigs. A lot of the band would, and would follow the support bands. You know, like mm. Funk, Funk Mother was one that comes to my yep. name. Tom yep. Watson came yeah, from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conventional Toasters is another one. Yep. Um and. And they were all about our age, and it's like, yeah. man, cool. These are these are young guys out there doing it. But um, what um, so when Paul arrived back into Wellington from the Hawks Bay, he didn't yeah. have any of that content. Yeah, he didn't have yeah. the Wellington stuff. He no, was... and he was but he was busking in the Hawks Bay, mm. doing like a Violent Femmes Pixies kind mm. of a vibe. Mm. But also, Paul Paul always just marched to the beat of his own drum as well. He, he yeah. didn't want to fall in. To what everyone else was, he's always been like that, and um, so when those guys arrived, or you know, all three of those guys came from the Hawks Bay, and and I and I was like, oh, I, I want to be in a in a, in a band mm. like those bands I've seen in Wellington. Mm. Those guys were like, I, you know, I, we're, we're doing this. Do you want to play bass? And, you yeah, know, we'll show you how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and so I was kind of like, oh yeah. Um, this will do for now, mm. you know, kind of thing. And, mm. But um, so we, we were really like a square peg in a round hole, it felt mm. like at first. Mm. But then um, 
then we actually just prior to the band starting, I remember Paul arriving in, in, in town and he, you know, he's like, Hey, I'm here. Shall we go to, and see a show? What's on? And what was on was um, that band Bilge Festival. Yes. You remember them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the opening band was short. And both those bands were like. So who was <clears throat> who was in those bands? Um, so Bilge Festival was um, Peter Dorbay, who you know, who had an acting background. Mm. Tim Robinson, who played mm. in the, a lot of those Braille bands, and, and, and yeah, he was in the Spines yeah. for a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, and uh, and in um, short was Stu Brown. Yes, you know um, that, that's where I met those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they, they all seemed like old guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They were ten years, ten yeah, years exactly. older than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had short hair. And, yeah, yeah. And but we were really blown away by them, and mm. and, and they had because Bill Bilge were a great band they they mm. had a bit of uh, they had like a whole thing a little bit but they I'm sure they opened for Faith No More one of the times I saw oh that might have been a Multifier oh maybe it was yeah, yeah they yeah. were both on Wildside yeah yeah it's a similar sort and of that, thing yeah. weirdly you know that's why I went to that gig it's like oh they're on Wildside they must you know so yeah. she had and hit like hole yeah. but they were something totally different and yeah. Oh no, and also Pumpkinhead, were they from Auckland? Christchurch. Christchurch, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they opened for Head Like a Hole up here one yeah, time. Yeah, 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 I think they were kind of like Christchurch's Head Like a Hole, although Christchurch yeah, yeah. will probably say Head Like a Hole with. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but after that, I remember Paul saying, Well, I want to I wanna start a band and I, like, I want to open for Bilge Festival and short, and yeah. that was our mission, you know, yeah. starting a band. That was our only ever, ever aspirations. <laughs> yeah. And we did like our second gig, we opened for short. And short were cool, they had like almost two bass player kind mm. of a thing. And because um, Stu's a really interesting bass player, like, yeah, yeah, real yeah. melodic, yeah, um, but real probing, searching, fluid bass yeah. player. I've played with him once. And, oh, have you? Yeah, and in a in a spines rehearsal, like he's a he's another fill-in spine. Oh, is he? I don't know that. And uh, and I really enjoyed it. He's mm. he's fucking great, but I would have I could see how um, that could be one component to bass playing. So yeah, was he the bass player? No, he was sort he, of was he gonna, played this like. It was it was a bass, but it was yeah. Um, had funny strings or something. It had a different. Oh, so they were probably influenced by Ned's Atomic Dustbin or something. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking love that, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> fuck. No, they, they, had that, they had more early on anyway, they had that more kind of slinty kind of yes, vibe. Yes. Like different lines yeah, into, yeah. interweaving and yeah. spoken word kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they, they went on tour with Head Like I Want She Had um, separately, but, you know, like on the Killjoy tour, they, they were the support band. And, right. Um, so they came back from that really rocking, you know. Yeah. And both those bands used to play at Bodega, it seemed, every other week, you know, so we were seeing them all the time, and yeah. they were always just blew us away, so... Yeah. So they were, um, they, you know, that, that was a, a, a big reason for us, and, and we, oh yeah, so we we formed the band to support those guys, and, and I think second gig we opened for short, or third gig, and then... Couple of months later, we opened for Bill Festival, so yeah. we kind of like nailed Ticked it. Off yeah, those done. Two. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but instead of break up, you stuck around <laughs> for far too long. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then we kind of became the um, like the, the the support band of choice. Yes, but, you know, the other funny thing because we were the square square peg in the round hole. We played yeah. the Dega, and we had that rare thing of, of the older local crowd 
kind of tolerating us and quite liking us, you know. Yeah, not not leaving without yeah. paying, actually sticking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not telling us to like yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. The rugby was on or whatever, you yeah. know. And that that we didn't know that it at was the such time. Such a but tough that, crowd exactly. to to. So I could see how that would mean something like that was such a tough crowd to beat. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they would always, you know, a lot of them were music fans, and we would always, yeah, yeah. Always, always tell us even. we were like, oh, you're like throw old names like oh, yeah, you're yeah. like the only ones or whatever and it's like yeah. we don't know who they are they're, yeah yeah it's but called, yeah yeah television or whatever you know yeah, yeah yeah and yeah so that 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 was kind of cool and um then we then fraser at Bodega mm. took you know again same kind of deal took a liking to us and we became like the the opening band of choice for like pretty much every flying nun band that yeah. came through yeah like, that, that. so what was that like were you meeting like were those i mean were those guys heroes to some of them were yeah to, yeah to you and to other guys in the band yeah, yeah yeah I mean you know playing with the 3Ds was obviously yeah. a big deal you know and they were lovely lovely people you know we, you know we ended up buying um, Dave Mitchell's um, orange amp off right. and, you know that yeah. was Paul's amp and, and it was like holy shit we've got the amp from, yeah. from the Hell's Pop and, yeah you know, and the Venice Trail album which we, we you know Paul obviously loved that yeah and um, but you know some of them I, I, I mean, I was aware of them, but but I, I didn't know what the big deal yeah. was. A lot, you know, it was like, oh, they're cool, but you know, they would sell out two nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, were, some of them are really revered those bands. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What? So, what was the original question? Oh, we got I, no, I'm just saying, like, you must have been quite um, meeting heroes and quite yeah, blown yeah, away yeah, by, yeah. or quite, quite, quite not blown away, but just understanding that you were. A f- uh, how do you say it? Like. Suddenly, you become like a footnote to yeah. a piece of New Zealand music history. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And footnote these days tends to take on some weird negative. Sli- <laughs> I don't mean it in that way. No, I mean but that, that's kind I of. I mean it in a realistic, like, you know, if they're the um, the page of New Zealand history, then you're the footnote on. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And that's kind yeah. of cool. As it, at that context of where Letterbox Lambs was at. I kind of do feel like we're a bit of a footnote in a way, like, and not in a bad way. Like, no, you know, that's what I mean. Like, I like, it's like, a, like, you know, a fair description. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we're like that sort of band that some people remember really yeah. fondly, you know, um, but not everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone I've talked to about um, Letterbox Lambs that's sort of remembered them or been on board in the way that I was it's you know there is this fondness mm. but we recognise that we're not talking about a household name yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. not even talking about like I mean one of the weird things about living in New Zealand and having this great talent is you know your David Kilgores and your Chris Doxes and um, your 3Ds they aren't household names yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. they sort of almost are now with like you know, flying nun reunions and the volume exhibition and yeah, nature's yeah. best and whatever, but yeah. but they're also kind of not. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, like, yeah, true. Yeah, you know, the, you know, you could say they are because everyone on your Facebook page also knows them. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But really, like, get out, and get wide around New Zealand. Like, yeah, people know Dave Dobbin and Neil Finn, you know, yeah. and maybe they know Sharon O'Neill and Shin Lang, you know, like, yeah. and that's kind of it. Yeah, in some period, so. So, you know, like they're all, you know, so to be even attached to these names that mean something to music listeners must mm. be pretty cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what happens if Letterbox Labs breaks up? And yeah. What do you go and do straight away? Um, so, yeah, well, let me think. Um, oh, yeah, so I sort of started that 
label. I mean, I call it a label, but it's um, it was just a means of getting our our, our first yeah. album out. Yeah. Because it's funny because we kind of got this reputation of, of like, oh yeah, they were like the flew flew the flag for the DIY kind yeah, of yeah. punk. Well, not punk, but you know, like yeah, that yeah yeah independent um spirit yes. and um, and that's really cool. But um, you know, like it's not like we didn't try to get signed by some yeah, labels, yeah, yeah. you know, um, yeah. but, but, um, but no one picked You weren't up. saying no, but no one, yeah, was, yeah, no one yeah. was saying yes. Yeah, no one was saying yes, yeah. <laughs> so it, it became a case of like, well, we're going to have to put, put our, it out ourselves. Um, so we set up this thing Brett, with Brett, who is in, who was in singer from Short, mm. you know, we mm. did, we ended up playing the Short Heaps, they were like our big brother band and, and Brett um, sort of became one of my really close friends. So, mm. we, and, and he was doing this amazing home recorded kind of four track stuff um you know it, as early as the, like the late 80s um that was really um quite out there you know like I used to love listening to it like yeah. as I was going to sleep it was quite spooky and for just four track stuff and and you know so it was like well you need to do some more of that and we'll put yeah. it out on this you know and, and and so for a while there we got kind of kind of ambitious and and you know over the so I think immediately following Letterbox Slams splitting, I put out um, an album by that band Luma from from Nature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who were you know just old friends of Paul's from the yeah, yeah. from just that whole Hawks Bay thing. They were really about. great, really great. So yeah. my, and I and I just thought and it was like Jacob at the time. They were yeah, sort of I was going to say very they, much like that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, but they were sort of on a par. Like they had more yes. of that kind of shoegaze um, and meets Dinosaur Junior kind yes. of a thing. And we would go out and play with these guys, and it's like, fuck, it's criminal that no one's heard of either of these yeah, bands yeah, at yeah. the time. You know, like lots of people have heard of Jacob now, but um, at, at, they were sort of neck and neck there for a yeah, while. And yeah. so I, they'd recorded an album, and I said, look, I'll put it out on this label I've got, and I'll send it out to the magazine. So the sole purpose, it wasn't ever to like break even or make yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I just want to get you guys some more exposure, and we got. I so got, what did, I mean, what did that fully. Um, <clears throat> Entail for you, like, oh, like <laughs> credit card debt. Yeah. <laughs> but it, well, but it, what else? Like emails, letters. What, yeah, it was what? a lot of um, it was a lot of still still letters then. Yeah, you know, I was like going to say some, we, some emails, but I you know I, I worked, would have been like a finished copy yeah, of a CD with a with a typed out, up yeah letter. yeah 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 posted. Yeah. but I worked in I worked in an office, so I got to use their printer and their courier service. Yeah, yeah, a lot. So <laughs> yeah. um, and. And that that was really good, you know. Yeah. And I got it got some great reviews, and I and I'm really proud of, um, you know, like it, it did what I wanted it to do. It, yeah, yeah. They ended up getting on a, on like a couple of rip it up CDs, you yeah. know, to get it, it yeah. out there wider. Yeah. And they to were do great. that back then. That was that was a great thing to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they did a really excellent third album, which is still really great. They, they recorded with David Holmes and um mm. and uh, Ian, you know, who Blake, mm, who you've mm. heard on this. Um, before he, he yeah. ended up putting it out remember he did, was doing those Alohum magazines yes. yeah, with, with like Lost, lost Albums that was yeah, one of yeah. his right. you know I still think it deserves to come out again, yeah. again you know it's, yeah. a, it's such a, a, a great loss could you do that? Uh, or, well I don't you know, know. I don't, who, who get, what I mean is who, who can do that like, oh well they can they oh, you can. know like I never had any like yeah, well, you yeah. contracted to me no, 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 but I mean are you in contact mm. with them and because yeah. I mean, these days, like all it takes is a Bandcamp page, which anyone can set up. Well, that, that, actually, yeah. they do have a Bandcamp right. page. It's out there. Right. All their stuff's out there. Actually, yeah. um, 
consumers being keen for right. slash loop yeah. or whatever, but yeah, yeah, everyone okay. should check it out. But yeah. So, but I'd love to see it get a, you know, it, it deserves a physical like final release yes. or something. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so good. So they need to maybe crowdfund that. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how lots other people were another Wellington yes, band, same yeah. kind of a deal. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I, and I actually played with those guys for a while. Oh, um, yeah. So who was in that? It was Craig. Uh, Craig. Terrace. Craig Terrace on bass. Yes, yeah, not not yeah, playing drums. Yeah, yeah, and he was a, he's an excellent bass player. Yeah, yeah, you know, which he still does from time to time. Yeah, 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 yeah. on his own stuff, and he's yeah, a great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's course. just the, one of those fuckers that can play anything really yeah, well. But yeah. he's um, he was like one of my favorite bass players for a while there, and and, yeah. and you know, like quite. And we toured with fellas, other people, because around '97, that um, sorry, jumping back and forth a bit here, but um. There was that the release of that uh, CD, Info City Overground. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, and that almost that almost sort of brought the scene together. There, mm. were, there were a whole lot of bands doing their own thing, mm. and then that came out as a document. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, there's a scene, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and and we became aware. Of, I, I mean, I'd seen how those other people. They they had an earlier lineup, and then they um then they had a break, and then came back with Craig on bass and. They recorded these, um, just these demos that were on an 8-track recorder and that got played on active and they were just amazing. These songs just they capture mm. the enemy, uh, enemy energy. <laughs> um, one, of, one of them is on the B-side of a She-Had single, same recording session. Mm. And um, yeah, they were great, we toured with them, they were almost like, you know, there were lots of bands like Short, Lumo that we, and Jacob that we had a really tight kinship with, but how was other people was... Mm. Really, one that we were like a tight band, like Pete, Pete, this singer, ended up doing all the backing vocals on our first album and stuff. And, yeah. And, um, but they've got this whole body of recorded work that needs, that should come out. I'd love to even now put that out because it's just, it's just shocking that, that, they, that it hasn't been heard. And they're a, they're a funny band in that heaps of people, they didn't do very much. But heaps of people remember them. They were, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess yeah. they just made that impression because they were that yeah. good. And um, so, but yeah, they um, but they always had this sort of thing where like, oh, we're gonna rec- that's the demos we're gonna record a better version of it. And, 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 and it never, they never. One thing I sort of learned, and we almost had a policy in, in our band, like when you record something, that's that's the version, you know, and then you move on to your other songs because you can never really recreate that. Well, I reckon anyway, you, yeah. know, you, you nailed it the first time. And um, yeah, so I ended up playing with Hell's Other People, I guess it was around, it was after we did that tour, so in the 97, 98, and, um, and I couldn't play guitar at all, you know, but uh, again, like I said about Paul and Anton being really generous with their mm. guidance, and Pete and Craig were always really encouraging of what I was doing. Like, man, yeah. what were you doing there? That sounded really good, you know. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I just had my finger on the <laughs> fifth fret there, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And, and um, they were, all, and I, and it was cool because I got to borrow gear off, um, like all the local guitarists. I had all this, like, you know, playing Rickenbacker and all these yeah. four, and I just yeah. can't play for shit. But that's when I actually ended up. Um, I like I bought a couple. I bought an Ebo. Was uh, was one defining purchase you know which is now electron- yeah, electron- yeah. electromagnet which makes a drone and in a way that led me to playing Most. with pedals 
in perhaps most famously heard on what heroes heroes yeah and REM's song Ego the Letter with Penny Smith singing oh. actually announces yeah. in the title yeah. and, and Crystallator by Dimmer I was going to say yeah, 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 yeah there's lots of but, but Heroes is the one for yeah. people who don't even know that totally that droning that's, that's sound that's what that is guitar yeah and yeah and that's, that's Robert Fripp although it? I don't actually know if he's using an Ebo in that or if he's doing his Frippatronics thing yeah, where he's right. um, but it sounds like an Ebo another one that sounds like an Ebo is funnily enough is that Jerry Rafferty um Baker Street oh, that, right. that, yeah, know, yeah, does yeah. that really controlled feedback yeah, yeah. that's the sound and right. um, so I bought one for hell of other people yeah and I'd muck around in my bedroom doing because um, I'd take home all Anton's effects pedals from, from Letterbox Lambs practice and, mm. and just muck around making noises so when I met Bill years later it was cool to be able to yeah, take yeah. that bed, the bedroom experimentation into the theodoctive stuff yeah, yeah yeah into his world mm. um, so who else did you start playing with? Oh, so after Lambs? Yeah. Um, so immediately after Letterbox Lambs, um, there was that band Ejector, who were sort of a younger band. They were still at high school at the time, but mm. Blink managed them, actually. Right. And um, they were they were starting, like, the oh, hot young gunslingers in town or whatever, you know, started getting yeah, yeah. a lot of supports and um, yeah. did their whole... The opening, your know, right passage opening for She Had or, mm. or Pacifier, I think they were mm. at the time. And then um, they got a $5,000 New Zealand on air recording grant, and it was right at the end they'd finished what, seven form year 13, mm. I think. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, okay, <laughs> they finished high school. I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still seven form today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. And um, their rhythm section was like, right, we're, we're off to go overseas, you know, and do. Mm do that and so they got this recording grant to have a rhythm section and we I played with them you know with them opening quite a few times and, and I was really good friends with Nick Brinkman who was the singer mm. who's since gone on to do over the Atlantic and, and Junica yeah yeah um, and other various other things but you know I just said well we've just Oscar and I will do it you know Oscar was you know the Leobox Slams mm. drummer and and we don't have a gig we'll you know we'll come it was recording at York Street they got this this weird one-off recording grant where it was like record with an international producer at York Street and it was like well I've never been to York Street it'll be cool to mm. to go and do something there and it, and it turned I forget what it was called Resonate and it was just they had um, a guy his name was Greg Haver he's from Wales and he worked with um, Manic Street Preachers and stuff a really cool guy he ended up, and he ended up pretty much, I think he lives here now, maybe even still, but he, he recorded heaps of band, Op Shop, mm. The Feelers. Mm. The other band who, who who was on it with us was that band 48 May, who yeah, were like yeah. a... Pop, kind of pop punk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, sort of quite a ghastly genre, really. <laughs> yeah, it was, were, a, it was a bad, that whole era was yeah, a yeah. really weird time for New Zealand yes. music, I reckon. But, um, yeah. they, they, I mean, to their credit, they, they were the ones that got the, the big hit out of... They weren't that far off things like Rubicon and stuff like that. It's yeah. The same kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah that ilk. Um, and what, yeah. what was the band and that, that guy who, who ended up working with Lord? Oh, yeah, fuck. Goodnight Nurse. Goodnight Nurse. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we went into that and it was cool fun. And then we ended up playing an ejector. Oh, we didn't really intend to, and in a way we probably should have should have just called it quits there but we ended up 
being in that band ejector and then um that band ejector uh turned into sort of another band like the, the guitar the other the second guitarist left and then um well it was sort of like well why don't we just all work on you know nick nick me and oscar were, were like let's work on some stuff together because mm. you know i jammed with nick and, and we had a really cool uh, you know, cool musical kind of thing going on. Mm. So we did that, and then um, Blink booked a tour um, with a Christchurch band called Degrees K, who were resident in Sydney, and they sort of had the same management as she had and stuff. And they were coming back, so he booked like a thirteen-date national tour, and that was actually kind of his first, mm. first of his like a low what became his low hum tours. Mm. And he said, oh, I want you guys to open. And we were like, well, fuck, we're not really ready and we need a guitarist. And and I remember saying, oh, it'd be cool to have a guitarist like um, Achilles from... Um, Ghostplay. Yeah. Who, at the time, I think... Yeah, yeah, Ghostplay was just starting. It was yeah. They were in a band prior to that called Dunner Eclair, yes. which was sort of similar, mm. you know... I remember Dunner Eclair. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. did the... Um, Milkshake EP. That's right. Like, longest drink longest in town. Longest drink in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, and um, which was fucking great. And they did a, a cool album. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of it, but I that, really, that was I another used one. I really like, like him. Yeah. Yeah, that was one other one of Blink's lost albums mm. on his magazine. Mm. They kind of got a bit of a um, they turned into almost like a beta band kind yes. of a, a Gomezy kind of yes. vibe, and then so I think Ghostplane was just firing up, and I said, oh, it'd be cool to have a guitarist like Achilles who did similar things to what Anton did you know coloured coloured the songs yes, really yeah, nicely yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, was a really sympathetic kind of player yeah. and Blink said well I'm working with Ghostplane why don't we actually get Achilles and I didn't really know him you know so mm. I was like yeah cool yeah. And, and then yeah he ended up coming along we, we, we wrote we had a set of songs written he coloured them in with his bits and we like headed out on tour like three weeks later you know like we didn't really know each other that well and um and we got really good you know if I do say so myself but we got um actually to a point where it was like shit this is really good and, and then yeah. after that tour we recorded a bunch of um you know well they were meant to be demos and yeah. um again Blink released those on as a low hum thing yeah. later on yeah because it was um, Nick was just like a little sponge, you know. I'd just throw stuff at him, and um, the whole quote post rock thing was starting to happen. So you know, yeah. he, he was really into the Jacob thing and and, and Mogwai bands yeah. like that. But also, I was throwing stuff at him like Belt of Space, mm. and um, you know, some of that shoegazy stuff like Swerve Driver, and, yeah. and, and, and you know. The, not the obvious ones, but I um, mean, he was just a sponge, and, and he was yeah, because all that, that that boulder space and shoegazy stuff that totally feeds right into the post rock thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and and in a way, now it's completely obvious. But then they were separate. Yeah. And, and those bands kind of, and one of the bands that kind of um, encapsulates it all perfectly is HTU. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, a, yeah. Like a, you know. Synthesis. Totally, and, yeah. and and that was kind of my buzz at the time, and and you know even I mentioned before, you know, you know, joined Leatherbox Lambs. It was like, oh, this will do for now. Yeah. And we went from that kind of jangly jangle to 
something a bit darker. Yeah. You know, definitely by the end, by the end of the band in our second album, you can hear some of those elements starting to come it's through. It's way more metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not metal, but yeah. it's way more metal than the first album. Yeah, like, and, like, I, and I you think... You can hear the crunch. You know? yeah. yeah, and also the way we used to write songs. I, yeah. th- I think just, you know, because I, I was the teenage metalhead. Yeah. And, you know, when I listen to an album, something like, and Justice for All by Metallica, mm, where mm. A, a, and, and even now that mm. Metallica is still the latest album, the way they write songs is by patching riffs together. Mm, mm. That was kind of how I approached mm. writing. You know, I, I wouldn't sit down and, and go... And jokes from Christmas crackers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind yeah. of the lyrics, right? Yeah, right, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or Fridge Magnet or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and, and I... Um, or therapy sessions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah, as the, the case may be. Yeah, yeah. But I... I, I I wouldn't sit down and write a song and here's the vocal melody, which Paul did, which I was in awe of. I would go, hey, I've got this thing in this key and then it does this cool change and then the guys would pick up on that and it's like, oh, well, what else can we plug into yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, well, we did that one a few practices ago and that might work. And, and if it didn't, we would awkwardly shoehorn it in. Yeah. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, you know. And um, and so what's happening with your your... <clears throat> label that's not a label but it is oh, a yeah, distribution so, method what's happening with yeah. that well it is kind of a, it, yeah. it, it's a badge that, that, yeah. that a group of friends put on all their releases and yeah. so we the first thing we did was the Letterbox Lambs first album yeah. straight after that Brett did another one of his return of the Wahlberg lo-fi albums then the um, Luma album I think was yeah. next and by that time, I'd started playing in third octave band as well. Like I started yeah. doing that around 2000, I guess, yeah. in, or 2001 probably. And and um, I did an album of uh, um, like a CDR. You know, when I say I did an album, yeah, lots of them never um, got beyond. Yeah. You know, burning off a few copies on your computer. Yeah. And yeah. then some of them went as far as actually getting some proper CDs. Yeah. Duplicated, you know, yeah, but yeah. um. But I guess we've done like to date. There's been like about twenty releases. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. know um, yeah. Brett had a band um, after Short and after, and concurrently with his um, Return of the Wahlbergs and called the Hoo Hoo, who did yeah. a couple of albums, and um, one of those guys put put some of his stuff out on, on the label. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's just kind of become like a collective, you know, like, mm. a, like it, the lab, on the on on the little label that we put on. It's the recording cooperative, and it, you know, even though I remember Stu Brown actually going, "Oh, it sounds a bit hippie, bro," but it kind of is a collective, you know, a cooperative. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. We 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 we, uh, you know, I mean, there's no money, but it's just like just we just put yeah, it yeah. together, and the idea was we'd have someone who was into design, and they would do all the design, and you know, just split, that classic independent. Split the costs, yeah, 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 yeah. Bury the debt, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so at some point in there, I did the third octave thing. Uh, I'd started the third octave thing as well, and, yeah. But I didn't really even approach that. Um, the thing I really loved about that, like Bill had done a couple of albums prior to me joining. Mm. Well, I guess I started off more like as a collaborator, you know, do you want to come in and just do a gig with me and then we'll record it. And and I, the thing I really liked about that scene was just that you uh, recording, you know, we get we get together on a weekend in, in his garage, record it all. And it was like, fuck, we just recorded an album, you know, and then, and then that would get put, there, there seemed to be at that time lots of labels 
abroad who were putting out that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, that's the one for such and such a label in the yeah. states, you know, and this one's for the that one in Japan, and and it was just like so quick rather than this painstaking like oh, I'm, I'm spending mm. ten grand in a studio and I don't know if anyone's going to put it up. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was cool, but I didn't regard Third Octave Band as um as music or, or uh, like it, it sounds really wanky, but it was almost like um. Art installation. Well, sculpt. I, I, yeah. I likened it to sculpting, like how I yeah. imagine. I don't. I've never sculpted, but how I imagine sculpting, like chipping some out something from stone or, or molding something yeah. from a clay, a piece of clay. You know. I mean, I really like that idea with music. I think that that's. Um, I mean, don't you think that's what Jacob would do? Well, in a, in a, in a different yeah, way from yeah. what you're describing about octave band, but. Don't you think that's what Jeff does? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely and definitely at when they're coming up with their stuff. Mm, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, as, yeah, as, yeah, a, as yeah. a kind of um, compositional tool, yeah, they yeah. are sculpting a sound. And then, that, you know, because I, I was doing the third octave band at the same time during the Letterbox mm. Lambs, and it definitely informed... Because um, in the Letterbox Lambs, I sort of took on a role of... Um, of a producer kind yeah, of person yeah, yeah, in the studio. Yeah, arranger, yeah, yeah, engineer, yeah. Well, producer. Yeah, not, not so much engineer, but like Mike, Mike Gibson was the yeah. engineer, but I was definitely the guy, the only one in the band there with him mixing, and, yeah, and, and right. so I would have a say in, 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 in final shape. And, yeah, 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 and, yeah, and you could hear on the second album how the third octave stuff yes. and just that whole, like, well, not that third octave stuff falls under the quote post rock. I say quote, yeah, I yeah. hate that genre but um but that kind of stuff starts feeding in, in, yeah, in, yeah. into it you know and, and the, the thing with the the first album sorry jumping back and forth again the first album with the Leatherbox Sam's I, I didn't mention before I don't think but um it was really heavily produced you know like we would do mm. stuff like um have 16 tracks of guitar like almost like it was like a smashing pumpkins Siamese dream kind of a totally. Thing. I remember with I mean I've said this to you um, before off tape. I remember with with me and my friends that was like a mild letdown of yeah, the yeah. album because because we had this fucking radioactive tape that yeah. that, that you know that piece of shit that yeah. piece of shit like yeah, yeah. which we loved yeah. plus experiences of seeing you guys play. Yeah. And so the album, it was it was kind of bittersweet. It was like the album, oh great, these guys have made an album. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. But it was it was overproduced for how yeah. we totally. knew the band. Now I, th- I think that actually sums up that album. You know, like I think we should have recorded an album. I think that should have been our second album. Yeah. And we should have recorded an album. Um, More skeletal. We, well, we had a whole All the two albums yeah, yeah, worth yeah, of yeah. songs. Yeah, we could have done an album really easily, and it had been our first album, and then this would have been like our wow mature and that's sophomore what you, effort. And that's what you'd do if you guys were around now. Like that's yeah, the yeah, thing, is you'd, yeah. You'd band camp out the first album. Yeah, and that's what and I want to do almost. Yeah, posthumously. Yeah, yeah. Like I've got, we've got all that stuff, and we change drummers. You know, mm, I'd, I'd, mm. I'd like to do a collection of stuff that's like the Davy, the, the Davy, yeah, 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 geared years, yeah, which yeah. I, I, you know. When we did our first album, you know, I was like, "Oh God, I'm, I'm so glad we're we're past that that stuff and we're doing this stuff yeah. now." But I look back on it now, and it's, it's like, all got it's charm. Totally, and you know, and it, and it's actually really well recorded. Like yeah. um, Mark from the Build Festival, yeah. Um, we recorded at Plan Nine with Dave Donaldson, you know, and and yeah. um, the 
it's a really clear recording. But uh, and and so you know, hopefully, I'll get it up on Bandcamp one of these days. And well, uh, you're setting yourself up almost in the in this interview to not just do it for the Letterbox Labs, but to be some kind of <laughs> archivist for uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, those hell of well, other recording, uh, those hell of other people recordings have got to yeah. have got to come out one of these uh, days. If so you're with all you, Peter. with all your spare time, yeah, you'll be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I want to know is where we're roughly talking now is the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, where are you at? Like personally, what are you doing for a crust? Like, oh, yeah, how so are this, you survive? This whole time, I've worked. I've been working in an office. Literally, you know, like that show, The Office. Yeah, yeah. It was one a, of those. It was, it was a paper, paper. It was a stationary shop. You yeah. Know, so it was like a, a warehouse. Yeah. And yeah, I, I worked there. You know, working there for ten years. You know, because right. of, from the whole time I was doing Letterbox Land, yeah. I, I worked there because it was. I, I don't know. It always a felt no brainer. That's the day job. Yeah, I mean, lots of my um, peers weren't working, and they were sort of. I, you know, I used to get. It was a little bit, you know, sneeringly. People to oh, you know, you, oh, you work for the man, you know, like you, you you're not yeah. not a traitor to your art, but it was yeah. almost that vibe, you know, like oh, it was sort of looked down upon. But it was really important for me to have this day job, not only to pay my rent, but. Um, it almost made me like, well, you know, appreciate the music stuff a bit more. And uh, and when the job was sucking, uh, something to like work harder towards, you know. And, and so yeah, I just carried I carried on working there for a while. But then, you know, after the band split up, you know, because there was a there was a period there where it was like, oh shit, the band's doing quite well. We could, maybe, what's next? Maybe we could go to Australia or, you know, lots of bands around Wellington were kind of starting to get snapped up by majors and, yeah, yeah. and didn't have to work. So it was like, oh, well, I wonder if we get a bit more serious about it, if we could do that. But we were never going to be that band, you know. Yeah. But um, so, so I was working a day job. I think another thing that um, about the day job thing is my dad had always instilled, cause my dad was a musician, or was a musician, and he, he has, funnily enough, his band had a similar kind of a trajectory, like really quite a strong local following. Yeah. Were known nationally, did some quite high profiles. Yeah. Um, support gigs and stuff. But he was, in a, in a totally non-jaded way, but in a realistic way, was like, you know, but you've got to have, you've got to pay the bills. Cause, yeah. Because they ran it like we did. All money earned from the band went back into the band, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I worked... A pre- at times depressing day job um, and I, you know, I think at one point I was the only one in the band doing that you know like others were studying or, or on the dole yeah and um, but it, after Letterbox Slams it definitely made me think okay I don't want to work in this office what's ne- you know what's next what's for next? me yeah so so that's when I got that's when I hooked up with the um, uh NewZealandMusic.com slash Smug CDs people yeah, which yeah. led me to getting into web which is you know I'm, 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 I work for Zero now like yeah. several others are of your podcast guests yes so, yeah, you know. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah you're, you're in the in the threes and fours yeah 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 of of, of, of guests um yeah and so you went through you you were kind of like you went through um online music journalism yeah yeah at the time when it just started yeah 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 well it, it wasn't even I mean it kind of wasn't music journalism but it was 
Well, that's right, and, and you know, like a, a promotional thing. Yeah, because I did that polytech course after high school. I did that polytech course where I thought, because I thought I love music. Yeah. Thought one way or another, this is. Yeah, I can't play. play, or I'm never going to be able to play. So I'm going to be involved somehow. Yeah. I'm going to do music journalism, and um, then I end up working in a shitty office and not doing that <laughs> at all. But then I end up um, exercising my writing muscle. Mm. at the manual magazine yeah. skateboarding magazine yeah. which you that, which is kind of how I first heard of you right really yeah yeah because okay. you were uh, uh, you know those manual guy Caleb and David yeah. Reed. they did staple yeah yeah sorry no, yeah staple yeah staple they, and, and they did manual yeah, I started yeah. at I started at manual and then staple became yeah, kind the, of their more mainstream yeah 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 and then it, and then they also did a thing called spoke that's right, the mountain bike the version. Mountain bike, yeah. I mean, and manual's still going as far as I know, is it? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah I think yeah. they might have sold it, but oh, okay. it still exists. But, you know, like I was yeah. writing in that when it was like a photocopied zine, you know, yeah, almost. Right. And, um, well, I was a little bit... Yeah, I came on board when it was staple. I think yeah. they might have used me for one or two things in manual as well. Yeah, it's funny because, I, remember, but if, but I mean, if you if anyone got a copy of staple now and opened the music page, it'll be you, me, and... Uh, another guy who we you know by the name Jasper, Jasper Skinny Arms. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Who, um, who was my friend Andy Mitchell, oh. who was actually, and I should give him a special shout out here because he was like I don't want to call him a manager only because we never paid him, but he was our manager. <laughs> right. We never paid him for a the cent. Yeah, yeah. He was just this eager friend who was. I do remember that time. byline, Jasper Skidia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is that? He's still like, on what Facebook is that? Under what that is that? Like. And and so he. Yeah, classic. He he was at he was at Vic and he was mm. a volunteer DJ at Active and took our tape yeah, up yeah, and yeah. and then you know like that first tape we did every track yeah. got playlisted of. Yeah. You know and 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 a lot of a lot of this our stuff like getting orientation gigs and stuff was because of Andy you know like he he really. Yeah. He really set me up anyway later on to sort of, um, you know, man- manage the band in a way, you know. Yeah, classic. We were in a set yeah, that's band, right. So, so we, were, we were in the Manual and Staple magazines and, and didn't really know each other. Like, no, that's, that's right. right. But yeah. I do, I remember your name from that and I, and I remember knowing your name from that and, and the music. You know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So knowing that you did that. Because I knew that how I... How I because oh, I didn't know you, I was like Simon yeah. Sweetman, and then it was like, oh, how, oh, he's the guy who works at Chelsea Record right, the Tandies yeah, yeah. with a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I was so like, I don't know a, who you mean. No. Yeah, yeah. That is a while ago. Yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah. Yeah, but we yeah. never. I don't think we ever met him. No. And um, so that's that's a funny little connection. Mm, mm. And then from there. And I also was doing a, the indie show on Radioactive as well. Oh, right. Um, I did that for about six years. And um, all of that stuff, plus being fans of our band, um, the company who owned NewZealandMusic.com and Smoke yeah. CDs, um, you know, was I just said, oh, my job, I'm fucking over it. Mm. And, and he's like, well, why don't you come and work here? And really that was my... It was a real lifeline for me to get, take that next step up to web and, and, and New Zealand Music dot com at the time it was pre Facebook. It was all, it was a real online community and lots mm. of lots of things got their start there. You know, like Alohum, this this yes. germ of that idea. I didn't idea really have much there. to do with it, but I did look right. in on it. But I, you know, 
reading some stuff about it recently, seeing what an important like yeah kind of, yeah like, community it was. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, Die 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 formed. Yeah. On that forum, you know, okay. like any good bands? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Dido. <laughs> right, they're okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, it was. A, it's a really important because it, it was an awkward mm. time, you know. Like I was actually talking to Craig Terrace about this on the weekend. It's a really weird time, our, our era of of bands that late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, it's pre-internet, but it's post like late eighties. Yeah, which yeah. is cool now things getting reissued yeah 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 but it's pre-internet so mm. there's fuck all exists in a really weird yeah, space there's yeah, fuck all right. existence of it on the internet and yeah. what there is is usually a really embarrassing photo where because we were and trying there's to fuck all existence of it in terms of remained in stock or second hand items yeah, totally. because like it got bought up yeah and it got kept or throw it away that's yeah. it or well I've still or, got 500 of our albums oh okay yeah. so how much do you want to flip, <laughs> flip those out to podcast listeners yeah I thought well I thought that because that, when we did that first album on our yeah. on my newly formed label uh, there must have been a deal where it was like oh it's only 150 bucks more to get a thousand yeah but then I I didn't have the space to to store it so I kept them in Brett's attic and um then when I ended up moving, he ended up moving to Waikiki Island, and I and I was moving house, and and, and he said, oh, oh, and I got home, and there was just this pile of boxes on my doorstep, and they were Leatherbox Slam CDs, and and I, I was, and he rang me and said, oh, did you get those CDs? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck are they? Yeah, I thought we'd sold out because I thought we'd sold out. I thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah. did a run, and it's all sold out, yeah. and then. <laughs> Years pass, and then it, all of a sudden another another five hundred turn up. That's Support like, you. Yeah, it's like what, who the fuck wants these now? You know, so that these y- people listen to it once and return them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so I'm, I've still got those. I think you know with the Bandcamp thing. I thing I think I mentioned. I'd like, like uh, to append like a digital EP of yes. stuff from that period. Yeah, yeah from the sessions. Yeah, from, and then flip that off for next to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, then you get a free bonus. Digital EP. That's that's the plan. But um, yeah. What was your question? How do we get? I I don't have a question. We're just talking. We're just talking. Well, well, we're just talking. Oh no! I was talking. Sorry, I was talking to Craig. Yeah. And and the and the we were saying what an awkward period because everyone was independent. Yes. And cool, but then at the same time, other bands were getting picked up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this really awkward period where people have taken these really slick. Photo se- sessions where remember when everyone started getting spiky, yeah. bleached hair and yeah. tight clothes and yeah. big baggy pants and uh, yeah, and I'm kind of it makes me kind of wince that I was part of that <laughs> era of music a little bit. <laughs> but then there was that era just after what you were talking about as sort of like the bands like Stella and such that yeah, had like that's the period, yeah, 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 and but the other ones that have like for better or worse, I mean. The music's arguably not much chop, but like they cashed in big time totally. in terms of like record company support, yeah. travel, touring. Well, Breathe with a big Wellington. Yeah, Breathe was the you know, Wellington we, version of totally. Stella in a way. And, and when we when we were recording it, we recorded a studio called Inca, which used to yeah. be Rive, which has been bulldozed now. Mm. But Mike Gibson had it, and it was a it was when he was it was his flat, and it was but it, he was starting to become a pro studio rather than a yeah. project studio but he still had flatmates and one of those flatmates was Steve Gallagher from 
breathe. breathe. Who, who we played with heaps, and, yeah. and you know, and they were a really great, um, quite a what, how did you just, almost shoegazy band when, yeah. when they started out. And and I remember when we were recording, you know, those guys coming in and being really encouraging, and they were. It was like, are you guys? I hear Sony's talking to you, and I yeah. was like, yeah. And that was unheard of then, you know. Yeah, like yeah, not totally. even not even she had been picked up by a, yeah, by a yeah, major band. Yeah, they were still an indie band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was this kind of talk of that, and and I mean, mm. it, they recorded an album, and it, they did. Yeah, they had that kind of. Um, the, I actually think that, that it didn't end up taking off because it was like a style. You know, they got they they got styled incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember them as one of those bands that the gap between what they were when I first saw them and what they ended up when their album came out was, you know, it was kind of mystifying. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit like the same with Fur Patrol. Oh, that's how we got on. Yeah, that's how we got onto this. I was talking about how overproduced our, our album was. Yeah. Yeah, and Fur Patrol were recording Because I mean, I've talked time. to Julia and I, you know, like, the first Fur Patrol recording that came out that I'm aware of was an EP called Starlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was fucking great. Really? I, I, I loved it. And I, I loved their gigs from around yeah, that time. And yeah. I saw them doing all sorts of things. Yeah. Opening for, you know, Swerve Driver. Opening That's right. for Barbara Manning. Were you one of the 40 people at that yeah, show? Yeah. Opening for Barbara Manning. Like, wow. playing headlining gigs at Bodega with someone else opening for them. Yeah. And then... Pet, when Pet came out, mm. it was just like, oh god, what is this compared to? You know, That's it's, it's not yeah. that it's completely terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's a well-made record, but just it just didn't work for me the way you know. Yeah. Like I almost heard uh, Fur Patrol in the early days as a kind of. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but almost like a Sonic Yuki kind of thing like there was you know when Kim Gordon was at the helm or uh-huh. you know like there was something like that kind of energy about right them. yeah I mean they did I, I, it's funny because you know we I think one of their first gigs was playing with we, we played with Cinematic which is Jeremy yeah. Taylor's band yes. yeah yeah he, they came out from Christchurch and they yeah. had a bit of a profile and we we supported and then there was this new band Fur Patrol opening yeah. you know so yeah yeah and Simon, the drummer, yep. is a Steiner kid from, right, from okay. the Hawks Bay. Right, and and yeah, her, yeah. Her, you know, who was Davey, our drummer's mentor, yeah. you know. Right. So yeah. so we had that whole connection and, and we we did heaps of stuff together and I always, I always felt that Startlifter I like you say, I think they had this really cool sonic energy yeah. live and I don't think Starlifter captured that. And maybe I'm a bit biased because Pet was recorded at the same time as we recorded our album and right. they're both of their time. But they had David Long producing, so they yes. had some kind of cool, cooler elements happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I always thought, wow, yeah, you've, you've really nailed it. But then if you open the sleeve, they've got those photos that I was talking about. You know, exactly, like, and, the and photo laugh, shoot photos. I laugh yeah, yeah, with Andrew yeah. about that now. That um, they're all uncomfortable about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the time it was like, wow. It has to be done. Was, yeah, and and all. I mean, it felt like all our friends were getting picked up by majors. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. we felt like the sort of like the the sort of person at the school dance, not <laughs> sitting down, sort of. And this is um, <laughs> this is creeping in towards the work for the doll artists doll sort oh, of scheme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think Paul might have been on that. Yeah, gonna, I was going to say. So that's probably how some of you guys are. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I know Paul was working at. 
um, Stu Brown's cafe um, yeah. mono yeah. for a while. And um, but yeah, I think he was doing that artist uh, work for the doll, whatever yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. Or, or maybe artist doll. Artist we doll. just used to call it artist yeah, doll. Yeah, artist it. doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the doll. Yeah. You know, but it was the doll with yeah. pretensions. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> but then he, I mean, if all of us ended up working, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but so sorry, where I was going to with that yeah. was the second album was almost a reaction to the first album. Yes. Like, the first album was really difficult birth because um, I, I was, um, we recorded it, we, we were sort of taking our lead a little bit from the the she had you know all, all the all those bands were mm. getting signed so it was like oh what are they all doing we've got to do mm. that mm. where we, we sort of for the first time ever really got influence outside influence and i, I put my hand up and take responsibility because i was sort of the guy who was hanging out with yeah with everyone so it wasn't a competitive thing it was just almost like a keeping up with the joneses thing yeah, and, yeah. I, and i was getting advice from you know i was asking those she had guys for advice and stuff yeah but they're a totally different band to what our band was, you know. So we ended up with this album that, I, you know, it sounds good, but it doesn't, like you said, it didn't sound like us. Yeah, it's not know. a representation Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. And I found it, it, yeah. it, it took, because we recorded it in a mix of analogue and digital. It was early days of, digi- of pre-Pro... It, Pro Tools was around, but Mike was using something weird and the computer would always crash because they were cracked versions of this yeah. and that. And, <laughs> And plugins were kind of a new thing, so it's like, oh, we were trying plugins on every combination of plugin. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some cool shit. He was recording the first Trinity Roots EP at the same time, so I think those two were sort of, he would learn a trick from one and then apply it to, I can definitely hear things on a couple of the mm. Trinity Roots things. Like, I really want to talk to Mike because. Yeah, you, you should, know, you should. I mean, I've met him, yeah. I've actually only met him once yeah, that yeah. I'm aware of. Like, yeah. we had a very quick chat at Slobo and, 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 uh, you know, we know who each other is, but now I'm doing this, so yeah, I really should. want to you talk did, to him because totally he's like a kind of secret key to so much of Wellington music totally, from, from totally. exactly the time you're talking around yeah, yeah. and a little bit before and obviously a little bit after, but, like, he's a real key component, right? Well, he, he ended up... How I met Mike was he mastered that Info City Overground yeah, scene CD. Right. Then he had Inca, which was in the old Rive space, and, you know, Rive was, like... You know, some of my favourite albums were recorded there, but hell of other yeah. people ended up recording there. And that was when I was like, shit, this, the sounds they would get, the drum sounds especially because they would record in that vault, it was like, shit, man, this yeah. is what I've been looking for. We're going to record here. Yeah. And then um, both Mike and I worked really hard on that first album. Uh, uh, we were... Because it, it took like a year. We mixed it. You know, yeah. not not solidly, but in spurts mm. over a year, and, and yeah. um, so it was really painful. I remember being both of us having this really bad cold. You know, blo- having a box of tissue blowing our noses constantly, and eating sushi because we thought that that was would make us feel better because it's healthy, and putting it all in this rubbish bag, and then him going, "Oh, fuck! I've lost the notes for." <laughs> <laughs> and we looked everywhere, and then we ended up having to empty out this snot and rotten sushi bag and rifling through it. And they were there, sure enough, right at the bottom. But um, recently, when when that building, because he was in there right till the end and yeah. under various guises, and at the end it was known as Monkey. Yeah. And, you know, he, so he did us, and then he did Trinity Roots and Fur Patrol. Yeah. 
And from Fear Patrol, he kind of became like a like yeah. a proper producer, you know, like a, yeah. a go-to guy, and especially mastering as well because mm. he's got amazing ears. But I play. Um, he he. Um, we had he had a closing party for Monkey Studios, that and that's when Fear Patrol reformed. They reformed, and he hit me up about doing a, a Lambs reunion, right. and, and I said, "Oh, it'd, it'd not be, possible. It'd be lovely to do it's for you, you know. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. That, that would be the perfect time, but you know, just geographically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can't happen. And yeah. and, and we talked about um, how you could approximate it. Well, yeah, it was going to be like it, Craig uh, Andrew Bain was going to play bass and Craig yeah. on drums and yeah. Tom Watson was going to be Paul, as Paul Trigg and yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought oh well I can I've been mucking around with the guitar I'll do <laughs> Anton and then I listened to about ten seconds of what Anton was doing it's like no I'm, yeah, yeah. this isn't going to happen so I ended up doing a solo set under my um, Bachelor of Architecture thing and, yeah but the cool thing about that was uh, at that night you know he's done all these great bands and I remember him because he's not really a public speaker but he no. got up and did a little speech and he um, sort of was like you know this is the one this is one song that kind of sums up my time here and it was the song Slow Burner off our first album which was kind of wow, like yeah, it, wow. it was like our sort of our, our stairway to heaven moment yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on that album and I was just like I because I, th- I sort of thought man he became yeah, he, be- he he did so many great things after us so I, I, I sort of th- I know I know he'll always remember it but but I, I, I just thought we were a bit of a footnote in his thing, so it was really, it was really hey, nice how cool thing. To not, yeah, yeah. How cool to be proved not to be. Yeah, yeah. You I'm know, sure most of the people in the room to... were like, "Who the fuck?" Is Who, who's yeah, that? yeah, yeah. But it was really cool to hear it over the <laughs> nah, system. Nah, man, that's and... so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, no, I need to get in touch with him, and and, yeah. and, and he probably needs some prompting, I imagine. To, yeah, 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 to, yeah. To do a big talk, but it'd be amazing to talk through his version of all of these albums and yeah, the other, to- totally. The other th- and I've th- uh-huh. I have actually thought about it like yeah. before before we got onto the topic. Yeah, you know, I have, yeah. Have thought about it and I should really follow that up. So we did our second album with him as well. Yeah. Uh, that to me that was more of a reaction to the first one. I was because you your 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 feeling about our album wasn't unique you know lots of our yeah. friends were like hey yeah. that sounds really good but it doesn't sound like you guys and even like we were talking to some labels um at the time you know um fl- flying none not not seriously but we yeah. we would chat to them we knew those guys and yeah and the, the feedback we got was it doesn't sound like how i've seen you guys live you know and and so uh, the second album was a reaction to that and also the first album like i, I got pretty I almost drove myself nuts mixing that thing, you know. Like, like I wasn't in good shape after that, so yeah. I was like, I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. The second album was actually recorded. We knew we were splitting then, so it was. Um, it was. We just wanted to document this batch of songs. I was. I've always loved Steve Albini's approach to recording. I just wanted to like stick, mm. just get really good sounds. We're not going to borrow twelve snare drums off. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, we're going to use our gear, so it's going to sound like us, you know. And and, and we're Catch going to the yeah. And I and I enforced this rule where it was like you guys get one, one track of guitar each, and, yeah. And we, what if you listen to that album, one is in the left and one is in the right, you know, like mm. quite hard panning. So yeah, it yeah. almost had that live. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I've listened to that. Sec- I can like, listen to that second one really easily. I occasionally. Um, uh, my uh, on my partner's iPod, she'll have she's got her first album and she always has music on shuffle and occasionally uh, uh, first 
will, a track something first will, will pop up <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's it's like oh what's this and and I'm like oh it sounds pretty good you know like but I can't really sit down and listen to mm. that first one from start to finish it's it's it was a difficult birth and it's quite painful whereas the second one I'm proud of it unfortunately it never really we, it got pressed yeah um the uh, uh, um at my work at Smoke CDs guys ended up um, pressing it up and um, and we sold a few exclusively through the site but it never really got yeah yeah it never it really got the push so again yeah. that's a band camp one yeah yeah I mean I'd lo- I'd love to it would have been cool to have a vinyl release yeah. you know I think that one would be cool because that was the other thing is the other one was too long you know even yeah. when the CD came out everyone's like oh got to eighty everything minutes out. God. yeah. And and so I was like, it's gonna be second one. one is more like an album. Yeah, it's forty like minutes ish, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's live as possible. And yeah, but mm. like some of those, um, like, do, do you know Lou Reed's New York album? That's great, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. That's exactly how you described it with the two guitars. Yeah. Hard pad, and, yeah, left yeah. right, yeah. and drums and bass yeah. and vocal, and it sounds like it's live in the studio in yeah. one take. It's not quite. There's a few other things going yeah. on with it, but... Sorry, I keep going back to my old band. You, you're you yeah. trying to bring us to the present, and I keep going back. No, no, this is fine. This yeah. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. But um, I, I love how connected you are with Letterbox Labs. I love how, um, how important it's been to you. And I think what we've worked out from these conversations is that it's because of your approach is that of a fan of music first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you learned on the job yeah. as a player. Yeah. And this band, you know, not only meant the world to you at the time, but yeah. it's been an important calling card. Yeah, yeah. For, I, for whatever reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, For a bunch of reasons. Yeah. But I've, what I, I feel your your fandom mm-hmm. connected to the to the band. Yeah, it was, a, it was sort of a surprise to me, you know. I, I, and... As well as to bands of that era, you know. And, yeah. But that's also part of the connection of being in that band that you were in. Yeah, and, yeah. And who you worked with and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised to be there. I, I guess I, I even now I, I've st- I still... People say, oh, you're a musician, are you? You know, it's yeah. like... And I, I feel weird saying, yeah, I am. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't kind of... And you've done heaps. Yeah. You know, like, that's yeah. the thing. But I'm more actually... of a, I've always been more of a collaborator. I guess yeah, yeah, I've come but... to terms with the fact that um, I, I, I'm I, a good... I'm good at collaborating. Like, I've got... Um... Do you think people have this weird thing where if they're not actively at the piano or the guitar writing songs and off doing a solo show where they're singing songs or able to do that, they don't quite see themselves... Yeah, well, as a musician, they make that argument like you have of the collaborator because I feel that's yeah. quite often the case. Yeah, well, and I know for myself that I, I, a lot of my friends who are musicians do it all the time, you know, and 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 I don't, but I know I rec- also recognise that if I don't play, I'll, I'll I'll go mental. You know what I mean? Like I need to do it. I, I need to play every once in a while, you know, like... More a, mental, yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's definitely a mental health yeah, yeah. thing as well, yeah. you know. And, um, but, um, uh, so people say, are you a musician? I reluctantly say, yeah. Yeah. And if pushed, I will... Uh, 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 what instrument I Isn't am, I'll funny? say I'm a bassist Isn't primarily, I guess. how we'll, we'll do that with things? Like, I would always go, when people would say... People would sometimes introduce me and say I was a journalist. This yeah. is my mate, and he's a journo. Yeah. 
And I would argue and say no. And then I thought about it. And I was like, fuck for... What did you call yourself? A writer? Oh, a writer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't do it in any pretentious sort of way like I could be writing anything, but yeah. I thought that fit, that fitted me better. Almost lower than a journalist, like I'm a general that, dog's body writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, yet, and yet I kind of got mildly offended by being uh, relegated to just a blogger. Right. I mean, I didn't really, I put, I didn't really get offended by it, but yeah. um, I, I got a little bit frustrated that people saw it as a negative term they could ju- that they could yeah. reduce you by using yeah. that. Yeah. But what? I'm, but the one thing about blogging that was funny was, well, I turned up every day for eight or nine years writing a blog, yeah. and that is that's kind of journalism. Yeah, like, that yeah, is, yeah. You know, in terms of what journalism is, in terms of where it came from. As diarists, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you're so pro- yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, your workload was scary, you know, like that, like scarily prolific. It's like fucking hell, how does he do this? There was a weird time when, um, and I haven't talked about it too much with people, and I'm in, I'm indulging you because you're indulging me. Mm. Um, <laughs> there is a there is a, a there was a weird time when I worked under a pen name as well, oh. and um, and I was actually working full time in, yeah. in a in an office. Writing a blog, writing for the Dominion, and working for the Herald under a fake name. Yeah. And I look and and a few other bits and pieces like freelancing and for a few other places. And I look back on that now and go, how the fuck was that happening? Yeah. And the only thing I've been able to say was, oh, it was pre-Facebook. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. that's about it. But because I started doing, I did a couple of pieces for the Herald on the Sunday paper, and then I did a couple of quite high. Well. I did a cover story or something like I interviewed that musician Fergie, and um, and I don't know if it was a cover story for the supplement or, but it was a you know it was a big sort of like big spread, and uh, she was here opening for the police, which was weird. Really? She was the opening act for the police, and I was going to the police anyway, and I'd done a couple of book reviews for the Herald through a connection from North and South when I was writing for them as well, and. Um, and they said, oh, we, we need someone on the ground in Wellington that can go to the stadium and interview Fergie. So I did it. And then and then they asked me to do a bit more. Someone came on board and said, oh, can we just get you to do our regular music segment? And, and also we need a film reviewer. Can you do that? And I was yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, fuck, I'll do that. And then I had a conversation with somebody who was vaguely connected to the Dominion. And I said, you know, how's this going to work? And they were like, well, it's not going to work. Like... <laughs> It's not going to work. Like, you need to fucking yeah, yeah. choose pick one. one. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. Or, like, uh, I don't know, don't tell us, but use a fake name. Because if the big boss finds out, oh, you, right. you'll get in trouble. Like, yeah, yeah. very few people can write for both. And Because I, I wasn't trying to, you know, I just thought, fuck, I need the money. Like, yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah, challenge yeah. is good. Like, I wasn't yeah. trying to fuck anyone over or be clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, I just wrote to this woman and said, oh, I'm just going to have to need to do this under a fake name. And she went, yeah, that's fine. So I did it for, I don't know how many months, quite a while. And it was a ridiculous workload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week for the Herald on Sunday, I was doing an interview with a musician national or international and and I would just interview them as myself and then the story would just run the local people I would tell like I'd interview people like Anika Moa and Anna Coddington and stuff like that they had you know first and second albums coming out I would tell them but I interviewed people like um you know, what's his name? Uh, Coverdale from White State. Oh, awesome. Yeah yeah. Like yeah, 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 totally. And 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 uh, supposed to do Ozzy Osbourne and it didn't happen, but yeah. like a few other internationals. And then um, 
I would just they would just appear under this fake name and oh, I was okay. also going and doing film reviews yeah, and yeah, they would yeah. just appear under this fake name and then I'd do a couple of record reviews and I'd try to make them slightly different to how I wrote like in terms of the Colin writing Morris. style you wrote that under Colin Morris <laughs> no 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 I didn't sing, <laughs> never sung that low Come on. Um, I, <laughs> I I would do them under this fake name uh, Mark Reed oh yeah, the yeah. Name. And, um, Chopper yeah 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 and I spelled it differently yeah. but yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if it totally came from there or what. It probably did. But I was just thinking, like, that was fucking crazy. Like, I could never do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know how I got into that. But, oh, no, but no, it was just me. You were I talking do, about, we were talking about, yeah, yeah, We were yeah. talking about, like, sort of jack of all trades, master of none, really. Well, and, yeah, what I was going to say was I just, yeah, I never really liked the idea of judo. And I don't yeah, know yeah. why, because actually that's exactly what I was. Like, sure, I wasn't right. Yeah. People have different ideas about what it is. And I think this is it with musicians, yeah. too. Like... People maybe, I mean, I play drums, so I've very reluctantly ever described myself as a musician as well for the same reason. Yeah. Because I'm not out front, I'm not writing songs, I'm not. You you feel like you're not worthy. That's how I feel anyway. I feel feel like I'm not worthy of the mantle. I feel like I could never do a solo act. I could never front up and play drums. Right. As in, some people could do it, like yeah. Anthony Donaldson could do yeah. that, Chris O'Connor Ricky. could do that, Ricky could do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, they can find some way, Mayali could do that. They find yeah. some way around how to present just drums. I can't do that. Yeah. I've never tried to do that, and I, if I did, it would fail. Yeah. So therefore, I'm not a musician unless I'm in a band. Yeah, interesting. You know, like, I think it's that. Yeah, and yeah. So I wonder if you have a bit of that. Well, yeah, so I had... I, I, you know, from, from, from being the student in the band, learning on the job... I, I remember having some really awkward encounters with with people at our gigs. Yeah. You know, fans of the band who would compliment me on my playing, and and yeah. I thought that they would be taking the piss because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then sort of having this really weird thing where I sort of offended them by laughing in their face yeah. or whatever, and and I'm sure they ended up like walking away going, "Man, that guy's a dickhead." But um, and then I I realised I'm never going to be, um. I mean, I thought about actually learning theory and stuff like that, but I, what stopped me was I, I was really afraid of losing that innocence where you yes, accidentally, totally. by ear, you know... Stumble upon the, yeah. best, the best the giver. Which you, or not even. Yeah, because you can't unlearn yeah, stuff, totally. you know? And, and, and I've had that too. It's going to inform, you know, knowing what note to go to is going to inform that. And, and just, like, some of my best stuff has just been oh, I, I, I never, don't know how it works I never regret not finishing journalism school Yeah, which I pulled out of but I do regret not taking a formal study of music a bit more a bit more seriously yeah I, I, I have pangs of it but yeah you know, but I'm okay with it like I'm not I'm not I'm never beating myself up about that I'm not trying to be any more of a musician than I am but if I did have my time again I might have um, actually taken up a melodic instrument a bit quicker yeah. and, and actually worked at it and worked a bit more on music theory because I've done the same thing like I've read books yeah. you know and God, I'm going to teach myself how to do this Yeah, and it, it works a little bit yeah and YouTube videos now yeah 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 well exactly <laughs> it works a little bit but it does really well, you know that movie you can't uh, it might get loud yeah is that what it's called yeah with Jack White and Horrible Jim Payne movie. yeah awful yeah. Um, and the edge, and the edge. But there's that. I love the scene from it where you know they're all jamming on each other's yeah. songs and yeah. stuff. And because Jimmy Page is a bit of a dick, and that totally. After that, I was just like, actually, you're a bit of a dick. Yeah, totally. And um, but there's that great scene because I know the edge gets a lot of shit. 
But I actually, he's easily the best thing of that film. Yeah, and I've always really liked because he's yeah. unapologetically not yeah. a virtuoso. Yeah, and people are like, oh, he's cheating because of all his yeah. effects. But you know, like someone like Jeff Boyle, you know, who you know, I, I talk, I have, I've had massive conversations with him about the edge. Yeah, because he's made the you know these effects. He'll he'll take them and put them out of context and make yeah. the things they're not supposed to do, and then come up. As soon as he plays a note, you're like, "That's the edge," and you know totally. that's what. That's and same with Jeff. I, I was going to say uh, the the edge is a classic example of someone who knows how to serve the song. Like yeah, he yeah. is, he is playing guitar for U two songs. Yeah, and so there's fucking that scene, nailing it, right? There's like, that scene where they're playing. Um, and I don't even like U two. I will follow. Yeah, and so they're all jamming that, yeah. and then he, you know he says to Jimmy Page, "Oh, it goes to like a B or whatever it is there." Yeah, and Jimmy Page is like. Are you sure? No, it can't be. You know, like it can't yeah, be. Yeah. It, it can't be that because my musical brain, brain tells, tells me not. Yeah, and it's like it is that. You know, it is uh, that with a yeah. extra kick or the delay or whatever. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Or because yeah. Jimmy Page is playing the bass line. Yeah, and it's this. You know, it's like a passing note or whatever, yeah. and it, and, it, uh, and it works. And I I was always afraid that I wouldn't be able to do those moments. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, I do have these pangs of regret, but um. Then, uh, so I was never going to be a virtuoso, and I came to terms with that. But I, 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 um, I think my strength. Um, I mean, I still even have trouble saying um, as a musician. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel I'm with it, but totally. I, think, I think my strength <laughs> when I was playing bass was, um, and and what you know, if people say to me, and I really like your bass playing, it's because, mm. um. I was really into getting a good tone, yeah, and 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 having good time, like really, yeah. not metronomic, but like good rhythm and good, to, like um, especially when Oscar joined the band. Aren't those two things the edge has got in spades? Yeah, I guess so. You know, relative yeah. to you too, like take yeah. them out of that context, they might not. But and, and you know, like if someone said to me, like, "Oh, who are your influences?" If they would be people. Then I, I don't have anyone who's a direct Adam, influence. Adam Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anyone who's a direct influence. No one's ever influence. said that, right? But, you know, like, someone like the Edge, I admire yeah. because of their approach. And, yeah, it's and the I, correct and, approach. And I've I never guess. gone, I'm going to follow what he's doing, but afterwards I've gone, oh, I think we've got similar approaches. And that's, like, David Long's another person locally yeah. who, who um, you know, I've ended up working with, We he produced the Fur Patrol album, but then he produced a whole lot of other stuff after yeah. that, and one of them was... The, um, I was going to say Barry White, Barry Saunders oh, album, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and David thought, he'd done an earlier album of Barry's, and he thought, um, I want to take Barry out of his comfort zone, I want to put together a band um, of that aren't the obvious options, yeah, yeah. You know, of, of guys that are a bit younger than him, and, yeah. and who aren't sort of pro-country, yeah, yeah. or whatever, musicians, and yeah. so I was the bass player, Craig was the drummer, and Steve Gallagher from Breathe played some keys, but it was Craig, Craig and myself and Barry, working with Mike Gibson again, and, and David Fuck, Long. Fuck, I don't think I actually ever clocked that you were, that you yeah. were on that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so... Um, so yeah, I, that's a really cool record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it got really great reviews, I'm yeah. really proud of that. And I probably did one of those reviews. Right, right. <laughs> without and, naming you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. And, 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 and it was a really different approach, because we were learning the songs in the yeah, studio yeah. And, and laying them down, what I thought was sort of like a practice run, and yeah, then it yeah. would be like... 
No, that's it. We've got that. Well, yeah, and then I hear, oh, the album's mixed, and it's like, oh, well, don't you want me to come in and put my bass down? Oh, it's done. And, and you know, there's mistakes and all. But it's, yeah, yeah. I'm... And when we know first got asked to do the Barry album by David, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and, I, like, it wasn't... I, I, I knew of Barry, and I respected what he did, yeah, but it yeah. was different worlds, you know? But it, totally. And, and, and David was that bridge, and, and so... But in a weird way, like, Barry is almost like... Um, you know you brought up another name he's a, he's a guy I've got to get in here and talk to but I've, I've talked to Barry before and I know him but he in a weird kind of way like he's sort of a great improviser right like as a yeah. as oh, a, man. A, a, a the world of that the singer in the world of the singer yeah. songwriter he's yeah. like you know he's he's like a and not just in a she'll be right kind of way no no know? no because he, he, he has that party what, yeah from that, that era of picking up a guitar at a party and, and knowing and, and that he could songbook, always, exactly you know so he would go oh let's do this Elvis song train 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. rolling whatever yeah, yeah. And I'm like yeah. yeah I feel like I should know that song I don't yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about though you know but like we'll just chug away and so I, I remember there was one song uh, I can't even remember the name of it there's one song on the album where I'm doing what I thought yeah. was the obvious thing to do and, and Barry going man oh, what Jules cool, is doing thanks is like not doing the obvious yeah, thing yeah he's like fuck I never would have thought that the bass yeah. did that and it, and it was just so that's cool so cool and then so David Long is another guy who well, I think he's just, very a, just his, yeah he's, but uh, but also guys who the, while he the, wasn't an influence I can see a, a, a kindred yeah, he's, approach, an, he's not know, one of those colouring kind of guitarists. Textures and colours and tones. And, yeah. And we've actually, we, are we so we did that and we've done, we did a soundtrack thing actually. I, I should see if I can get a copy of that. I can't even remember what it was from, for a TV series I think. Yeah. Jeremy Taylor on vocals. Oh yeah. Craig and, and, and on drums and me on bass again. And then... David and I did a. Was it a kids thing? Was it for the? It was kids an, for the what? I think it was a young, a teen, yeah, like right. internet series or something. Uh-huh. But um, and then David and I did. He got asked, asked, asked. He got asked <laughs> to do a um, uh, I forget what what the it used to be. It's go harks back to the old space right. days in Newtown, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it was like a um they find a particular space. In this case, it was um, uh, someone's house, Kieran Monaghan, yeah. his house in Island Bay, and David Long got asked to um, perform, and he said, you know, you, you do a bit of this stuff, why don't we just get together and, and improvise? Yeah. And um, and so that's something, that was something really cool. And and, and then... What was he playing? Just guitar, or did he have uh, no, banjo he had and stuff banjo, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say he's yeah. great improvising on the banjo. Yeah, yeah, and that, and you know something that um, I think a, a culmination of that Steiner yeah. education and freedom plus playing with a third octave band. You know, improvising not in a way like I know what notes I'm going to hit, but and I remember this gig was one week they were passing around glasses of wine, and it was like. Uh, we haven't practiced, you know. We don't. We haven't really even talked yeah. about what we're going to do. And I ended up play, playing the wine glass yeah, you know, right. for, for part of it. And, yeah. it, and it, and it, so it was cool. And, and it was around that time, you know, I sort of came to the terms, or not terms, but I, I realised that I'm my strength is in collaborating. Like I'll, I'll be able yeah. to and and jamming and improvising and pulling melodies out of ideas and things like that a little bit um so taking the step to jumping forward a little bit to the solo thing 
yeah. which is under the name Bachelor of Architecture, that was quite a outside of my comfort zone kind of thing after mm. all these years of, of, of having a safety net of stronger other musicians people. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or, or, or collaborations. Uh, isn't it fascinating though? Like I was going to say, I was just going to jump in and say like the best thing I think I've ever done for myself as a part-time musician was move very tentatively and, and kind of fleetingly into the world of improvisation. Yeah. Because I'm the same. I play drums in a band. Yeah. I'd never call myself a musician, but I know how to play drums in a band. Yeah. And I, I've, I've made a living doing it at various points, playing covers, playing in an Irish band, all that sort of stuff. And I was always able to do it. And I yeah. learned on the job pretty quickly. I mean, I turned up and played you know, a whole set with a band I'd never rehearsed with and it was a paid gig and there were 40 songs and the guy just said, oh, you should be able to do this, here's a set list. And I was, and I agreed to do it and then next thing I was standing there on the stage in front of an audience that had paid, I don't know, five bucks or whatever each. Yeah, yeah. And I felt this real pressure of, holy fuck, I know three of these 40 songs. Oh. And there were all these Irish songs and obviously a lot of it's just really simple stuff to play yeah. but I really concentrated, I really tried hard. It went okay. When I moved into playing improvised music, I mean, like, the internet knows me as... (laughs) I know what you're going to (laughs) say. For a few minutes of, you know, (laughs) fucking around playing nonsense. It's become a meme, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah. I wish there was a gif of it, actually. In in relation to, like, it's always posted when I write something savage about some (laughs) some shitty, awful band. They post this out of context clip, which is fine. Of of I love being I love this band. I love it because I can see both sides of it. Like I I, I, yeah. I I feel sorry for you because it's like I've I w- I've been at gigs exactly like that and, yeah. and felt really self conscious. Yeah. Playing, you know, sitting on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, that's a sweet burn that they're getting. Oh, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. feel the same way. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. I think the same thing. But what I was going to say was doing stuff with that band, and, and you know, yeah, I never asked for that to be recorded, and, yeah. and and didn't really know it was being recorded at the time. And and it's also a medley of or medley. It's a it's a um, you know it's a com- composite of a yeah. bunch of different things. It's an edit. But some of the stuff we did with that band, I think, was okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, but what it what it gave me was uh, going back and playing behind a drum kit with a band was suddenly like I don't know if it was easier, but it just made more sense. Yeah. Like, and it, and so that was a because re- I had no I watched a bit of improv music and um and play- you're, you're involved in the space. A little, a little bit, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I used to go there a lot because yeah, I had... Pretty happy, um, pretty yeah, I, I, the first thing that turned me on to the space was going there to see Jonathan Crayford play. Mm. People told me about him, mm. and he had just got back, and and I went along. Yeah. And was, fu- you know, totally blown away. It was yeah. amazing. And Chris O'Connor and um, Patrick... Blakely yeah. play bass and, and Chris play I think drums. I've seen that combination that, of people yeah, yeah yeah and that yeah. was just mind blowing to me and then shortly after that I moved closer to the space and ended up flatting with a couple of people who had quite a bit to do with it so yeah next thing I went down there and I was on the door and I went yeah. to shows and I did a did some poetry readings there, god damn it. Um, and, uh, and, and, well, can't wait till those come and, out as a oh, meme. Yeah, they'll be, a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, they'll be somewhere. The gift that keeps on but giving. That, that, was um, my, that was the first time I ever did, imp- it was a third octave gig. Yeah. And at that was space. at the space. Yeah. Funnily enough, and I was really self-conscious, and I hadn't told any of my friends that I was doing it, so I, you know, I just went and did it, and I felt like a bit of an imposter on the scene, you know, um, and I, you know, I definitely 
felt a few looks like, yeah. oh, I know that guy's from this. Yeah. You know, because even though amongst our, our peers of bands, we were considered the 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 DIY kind of independent band, yeah. amongst those circles, we were basically a, a fucking, we were Blink-182 or whatever, yeah. you know, like a pop band, you know, as far as, the, like, what's that guy doing here? And then um, on the same bill was Anton, who I was yeah, in a yeah. band with. yeah. And it was like a dirty, it was like being a dirty little secret, like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I had half his gear there, I was like, oh, I'm borrowing your shit. And, and, and it was, and that was my, my um, introduction to that scene, but Third Octave Band really taught me to tr- truly, you know, because a lot of our stuff was recorded on, on a four-track cassette in, yeah. in Bill's garage, and he would have, you know, like saw blades and things it's a garage it's just a yeah, tool yeah, shed you know yeah. and we would play those and, yeah. and and we wouldn't talk about it beforehand it's just like cool yeah. this is going here what, what what can I do you know oh here's a car bumper you know or whatever totally. and some of our coolest stuff has, uh, came from that so um, I'm I'm really um, and then I think that has really helped me Become, like I can't, I, I become the of, solo performer, yeah. Yeah, and also the collaborator as well. Because, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I can't, like, heaps of, I know heaps of people who are amazing songwriters who just say, oh, I can't jam or improvise. And I yeah. I'm the opposite, I can't relate to that, you know. I, 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 well, as I say, it just made me, like, <clears throat> I've, I've, you know, I've played in this band, The Winter, on and off for 10 years, and we haven't done anything for a long time, and that's probably by court order. But we, you know, or should be. But like, what I've got out of it has been exactly the idea. Yeah. That, and I've had to learn exactly what you're saying. I can relate to what you're saying about yeah. the saw blades and stuff. Like, because I remember the fir- probably the first time we ever jammed. Mike, who plays in the winter, is an amazing musician. Um, like, technically a great musician as well as a great improviser who can play dozens of instruments. Dave, who plays in the winter, is totally more of the self-taught yeah. sort of practitioner it could also play lots of instruments yeah possibly couldn't notate what he's doing yeah and all of that and i was somewhere in the middle like but more towards the well more towards the you know no idea a certain no idea how to improvise yeah. and so when these guys started doing stuff i remember the first time we played and i like there was an old telephone and i yeah, yeah, hit yeah. the bells of that and it sounded cool I didn't really know whether I should have done it or not. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, right, you know, right. I had that moment, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like you're saying, that self-conscious, yeah, and yeah, had that yeah. moment, like, is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, almost like you want someone to stop and go, oh, that's a good idea, yeah. do that again, and, <laughs> and that's not how that fucking no, that's works. Right. Yeah, yeah. So learning that was, yeah. fa- A, A, it was fascinating for yeah. me in terms of, I'd already had a bit of a background of watching and you know, writing a little bit about free improv stuff, but certainly watching it. And yeah. I, I certainly had my head around it as a listener and as a, a watcher, like yeah. an observer. And it, it took me a while, and I worked quite hard at it. When I had a go at it, it gave me, a, first of all, a huge respect for anyone who does that kind of thing. Mm. But then, as I say, going back to just playing in a band, fuck, yeah. this, is, this is cake. Like, this is fucking easy. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's a really good thing to have happen. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah. And... and, and yeah, we did some stuff that's okay, I think. We did some stuff that's probably largely, you know, rubbish. Yeah. But it was really fun to do it because yeah. we weren't really doing it. I don't Well, for me, I wasn't doing it to get anywhere. I was doing it to learn about myself as a musician. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, as a, and, and in a way as a reviewer. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Like yeah. in terms of like certainly like trying to, you know... And, 
the, the other thing I always sort of go to, like, with performance is, like, I could never stand on the stage as a musician on my own, but I've stood up on the stage and spoken, and that's yeah. fucking frightening, you know? Poetry like stuff. I've done that yeah. emceeing and shit as well, but Fuck. poetry is fucking po- that's, frightening. That's, like, like, the most frightening pro- for me. I like, think so. Like, it's, me, you know? it's, I think the only thing worse would be, like, if you were introduced at a stand-up night, and, oh, oh here's our next person who's going to get up and do some stand-up. And make you laugh. And, they, and, and you, you know, you have Train a... Train wreck it. Yeah, yeah, that's sort yeah, of something yeah, like yeah. a bad dream, and you don't know what you... But standing up there and going, oh, I'm going to like read some poems and you're going to listen and yeah. you're going to hopefully like them yeah was really frightening so at least as a as a person writing about performance at least I have that understanding you know yeah, like people yeah, go, yeah. when people go you've never fucking done it you're just shooting people down true yes yes. I don't feel I have to just like I'm, I'm justifying it to anyone listening but I'm justifying it you don't in the context know. of talking to you in a yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never bring this up you know most of the yeah, I yeah. hardly ever bring this up but in my mind, I'm like, well, I do have some concept of what it's like to be on the stage. Yeah, I yeah, also have yeah. concept of what, you know, like um, I, the last, probably the last gig I played, some woman said to me, and it was it was right around the time I'd reviewed Devil Skin, and I just got fucking you know hate mail and death threats, and people said they were going to oh, send fucking, right. you know, they were going to send shit in the letterbox, and someone yeah. hacked my. I think my hacked, dad was one of those people. Yeah. You know, he might have hacked my site because you know because Paul, Paul Martin from that band. Yeah. You know, he's an old from from oh, my, from my right, dad's yeah. scene. You know, well, so. I have nothing against those people. Yeah, I just yeah. think their music's garbage. Right, like, it doesn't right, mean yeah. that I don't like them. But it was the week I'd done that, and then I played a gig with this like kind of old country band, and, and this woman said to me, "Do you know what? That was kind of that was kind of not bad." <laughs> That was like pretty good actually, and I was like, you know what? Thanks for the review. I said that, and she's like, "How do you feel about that?" It's a review. I said, "Look, look, that's amazing." Like, you know, the last review I had this week was "You're a stupid fat cunt." So, <laughs> you know, like compared to that, I'm doing okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I have some concept of what it's like to perform on a stage, and it's fucking. I get yeah. that it's fucking yeah, yeah. frightening. I get that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm not just an asshole going. You know, good next. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. good next. Yeah. Like, yes, if people want to process it that way, fine. I understand that. T- it's that two sides thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that too. But I always keep inside of me. I've I have tried at this and failed and occasionally almost succeeded. Yeah, yeah. You know, had moments, it, had yeah, moments yeah, 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 where yeah. you know where I can look myself in the eye in the mirror afterwards and go, "That was an honest attempt and it was decently received." And, Whatever. And, and that's know? how I feel. You yeah. know, like when you asked me to do this, I'm like, yeah. "What? Why does anyone want to talk, hear from a guy who played bass in a band in but the night?" Done heaps of stuff. And that's right. And, and I, what I, I want to yeah, what I want yeah, to get yeah. to and what yeah. we're getting to is is what has oh, we've we've sort of already got to it in many ways, but as what it's about to me is like why you've kept doing it, what yeah. you what you get out of it, yeah. what you think you're achieving, and, and what you have place. achieved, and, and finding yeah, your place. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've started talking a little bit well, about Bachelor of Architecture. Yeah, but so I wonder if we that. should. I wonder if we should get into that a bit more. But yeah, then, yeah, but yeah, also yeah, yeah. So yeah. the third the third octave thing. Yeah. Again, I was learning on the job, but that really taught like letterbox games taught me how to play to to how I can play to the level I can play now mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, and which is still quite limited you know I'm not being self-deprecating that's just the way it is what are, you, what are you drinking there man oh Ooh. I have a good whiskey nice um, <laughs> am I allowed yeah no it's fine oh, I just cool. wish I was I sleeping was, over <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was my house yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know I had yeah. to check I just thought like <laughs> you, you were sort of doing like a oh 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look at these, like op shop glasses or something. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. from my grandmother, actually. Beautiful. But they, I think they're brandy glasses. On rock, on the yeah. rocks. Just a, you know. So, yeah, I want to get to that level. You know, we talked about the soda stream. I want to get yeah. to that level where I have a nice bottle of scotch that I can pull out. And a soda stream. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Scotch perfect. and soda. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And in, a, in a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> so the third octave thing, you know, we, we um, especially when I started as well, because Bill's an amazing guitar player. Yeah. In his own, you know, he, he's a blues and jazz and he's played in rock bands. and, and Proficient across all Yeah, those. yeah. He's one of my favourite actual proper guitar guitar yeah. players but he was doing this amazing like noise stuff and tinkering I, noise shit as well but yeah, I always yeah. thought it um it stood out you know like in the Wellington scene you've got um Campbell doing the yeah. Birchville stuff yeah. and Anthony Milton's the other the other yes. sort of they both had labels and they're both kind of like the yeah. shining I, 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 it sounds like I'm talking down to them but that like I've got so much respect for those guys. Yeah, totally. And, um, and Bill, um, and there's a lot of other people doing stuff as mm. well. And I, Bill's, he always had to, managed to get this like nice sound out of a four track. Every, everything he does sounds nice. And he, I think he would almost, certainly when we started playing together, that was almost like an insult. Like he, he wanted to get away from being the musician. Yeah. And that was the approach I was taking too. And like, and like, I'm, like I mentioned to you, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't consider what I was doing music. It was mm. more of an art thing that helped me do mm. my music thing mm. on the side. Mm. But then at some point, um, I remember Anthony Milton actually, I think it was, saying, oh, you got your stuff. It always sounds so nice. And he liked, uh, maybe it wasn't, no, Anthony, maybe it wasn't Anthony. Oh, he, he, I remember he saying it sounded like modern classical stuff. What and you gotta be careful with him. He throws around the compliments. He said, "Yeah, some, he said some of my improv stuff was good." So just to ground you, he's like, so great. The man. internet yeah, says yeah. my improv stuff is rubbish. Just to ground you, well, like maybe some of no, what he. I know, Anthony knows. So your, your stuff must have been great. <laughs> yeah, it must have been different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a start, it was obviously different stuff. <laughs> well, someone it might not have been Anthony. Someone's likened the mm. stuff we were doing to the Blade Runner soundtrack. Mm. And part of it, mm. I'm like, fuck, I love that soundtrack. And it was a re- it's a really unconscious yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, I never set out to do that, but I can totally see what they, where they were coming from. And that is an unconscious influence on me, you know. Do you know, um, I was saying to someone just the other day who's a, a big film guy who was talking about how great that film was, one of the highlights of my life was going to Sydney for the Vivid Festival. I got sent over to see... That's 2005. Uh, 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 10? Is that one that no. Eno had the lights? No, I was oh. actually there for that. I, I was there that. by yeah. fluke for that. Yeah. But no, I, was, I think it must have been 2012 or 13. Yeah. When Craftwork did, oh, did wow, their stuff. Wow, wow. And one of the other cool things, and so I saw two Craftwork shows. They yeah. did eight albums, and I saw Autobahn and Radioactivity, that, like back to back. Wow, so, so they played two, their albums. Yeah, wow. so they did their albums, but they did, they did a selection of hits every yeah. night. And yeah. I saw two shows back to back, so it was the same selection of hits. Yeah. Um, it was pretty amazing, but and saw Bobby Womack. But the other thing I saw was this British orchestra doing a full recreation of the Blade Runner score. Oh man! With like you know, obviously with yeah, footage yeah. of the film in the background. And, and then did they, and did they have you know like um, 
something they had walk-ons doing all the different singing and stuff like oh they, right they, like yeah. that like that you know that yeah, japanese yeah. singing the jazz singing yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, yeah the japanese you yeah. know when they pass the billboard yeah, yeah. they so always they had, blurred the line what like is that part of the yes. film or is that the soundtrack you know so like, they had they had five or six different singers walk on you know yeah. to, to perform the stuff they had they had this row of analog synthesizers at the front they had someone playing a typewriter you know all this sort of shit and a full orchestra, yeah. and the, this whole blurring between like a electric or electronica and the orchestra and stuff. Fuck, it was amazing. Like, See, and that's and this is what I'm like again, and I'm kind of I've never really thought about this, but just talking to you, you know, I've never had direct influences, but it's always been this sort of biosmosis mm. thing. Mm. Like I think that Blade Runner soundtrack w- would have been a big one for for when I was starting to muck around with making yeah. noises and. And we were, you know, I moved away from using guitar in any traditional musical kind of stuff. Like at one point, I was playing computer speakers, you know, just cranking gain through them, and and yeah, and, and, yeah. and and but we couldn't. Bill and I could just it seems like whenever we get together, whatever we're playing, whether it's computer speakers or a coke can or a yeah, guitar, yeah. it ends up sounding like us, you know. And yeah, and, and yeah. that, and that well, sound is always quite nice. We've definitely <laughs> had that experience with the winter. Like, um, there's three of us that play in it. We we either play, you know, found instruments and acoustic stuff, or we've done gigs where it's like a full drum kit. Yeah. We did one where it was a full drum kit, electric guitar, and amplified cello, and we did another one that was drums, bass, and guitar. Yeah. And we've done all these different things, and sometimes we've had little bits of piano, and 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 we've done little kind of, um, you know, bits of static and contact mic, and all. and that's exactly what the other two guys. I'm not equipped to say this, but that's exactly what the other two guys in the band always say: is yeah. whatever we do, it sounds like us. We've yeah, found yeah, it. yeah. So again, I can identify it, with that, and that's I, that's I, I do I do get it when I listen back to it. Yeah. I go. That could only be us. Yeah. Like, that's not anyone else making that sound. And, um, I mean, recently, you know, like, I, um, Bill and I had a period where, because, where, um, you know, I, I told you before that um, I, I was in a relationship for a few years with mm. um, Bill's daughter. That's right. And that's how I ended up, you know, so he was yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. like a father-in-law figure. But, yes. you, know, he's, you know, he's old enough to be my dad. But, yeah, yeah. But we've got heaps in common. And then after that, you started making music. Yeah, kind yeah. Kind of, like... Yeah, so we had a bit of a break there, yeah. and but and it actually because the years are going so fast, it was that we yeah. actually didn't do anything for seven years together, and, and yeah. actually just quite recently we got together, and it was just like falling into the old thing, the the old unspoken thing. We don't talk about what we're going to do, and we'll have a cup of tea, and then it's just like, yeah. shall we go down to the studio? And then yeah. it's like, yep, there it is. There's that sound, you know, and and um. Anyway, why I bring up Third Octave Band, you know, we're talking about finding our place. I I, um, I ended up doing, um, so I played with Black Bone Angel for yep, a while with yep, Campbell Neal. Yeah. Um, and we toured Australia. Ironically, you know, doing Third Octave Band was the first time I ever went abroad ever in my life and, and the first time touring abroad, obviously, with a, with a, with a band, you know, like the, the Leatherbox Slams never sort of did the whole yeah. move to Melbourne thing yeah, like yeah. every other Wellington band. But, like, um, well, well, just this singer songwriter did. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so we went and played in Australia, and yeah. then that, then we ended up um, from there from Australia meeting up with a band called the Great Aturas, who who were a great kind of an improvising, but like really noise rock, and and that was when that whole kind of like um, Sun and those kind of bands, it was that yeah. metal noise yeah. crossover, and I and I really noticed like 
you know, instead of when we would do gigs in Wellington, instead of it just being all the other bands on the bill, mm. there would be this this new younger crowd coming up, and they looked quite metal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there was a real appreciation from the metal crowd for this noise thing that we were doing. Then Blackbone Angel came from that. Blackbone Angel did an Australian tour. Um, I was playing bass in that, but it was drone bass. Um, and then I ended up on a European tour filling in on bass for the Great Aturas. Yeah. Which was really cool, you know, because that was kind of my overseas experience, really, in six yeah. weeks. To, you know, we did... Some, 12 or 16 countries or something, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and then, you know, and a lot of my, I think a lot of my Wellington musician friends were mm. sort of like, oh, you know, far out. There's this, mm, mm. They, the, you know, through me they became aware of this whole scene, but it was still a bit of a mystery to them, you know, like Jules is doing this weird stuff. <laughs> that, that, um, that was on a drum. <laughs> how good, that's my phone sitting yeah. there. How cosmic was that? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> light bulb moment um, you know and then but then they became intrigued more and more by it and then and, and I remember um, you know things started happening like uh, Craig and Tom who were in cassette at the time yeah, yeah. had moved back to to Wellington mm. um, Paul Trigg was their bass player mm. um, he was still in Melbourne but they were looking at writing their next album and they thought oh well to get that kind of um just as a vibe kind of a setting thing, why don't you come in and do some of that out of it um, kind of stuff that you do that we don't, you yeah. know, like we don't necessarily get it, but come in and do it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we ended up um, up at that old car club, the old Phoenix Foundation yeah. room, and um, doing some really cool, I'll, I'll give you some stuff and you yeah. can play it as a bed under, yeah. no, but um, like, and again, the improvisation stuff and, and, and back to the hell is other people stuff, you know, um, the, we did all these great recordings that have never done anything and it's like, mm. when I listen to them now, it's like, shit, there's an EP, at least an EP yeah, of good yeah, stuff. Yeah. This kind of well, weird That's what I say, you, you, you've got this, like, I mean, and not, not just as a self-promotional thing, like in terms of stuff you've been involved in, but you've got this, this ear and this eye on the concept that this stuff should be heard and yeah, some, yeah. some of it features you yeah. but it's not to me it doesn't seem like it's ever just about that no that's know? right like, like, like I, I was, uh, it was again it's that idea of part that, of a ne- part of it's being a nerdy collector yeah I was just going to say you're yeah. a nerdy collector and a, mu- and a music yeah, fan yeah yeah um, even outside of the collector sort of tendency but like, I also want I also there's some stuff that when I, like my friends it's like this is too good for people not to hear like yeah. just put it out and, and that's definitely something especially the the improv scene and being part of that scene really yeah. reinforced, you know, like guys like Anthony especially, you know, he, he yeah. would record stuff on a dictaphone and it would be an album. He would yeah. put it out as an album, you know, and and, yeah. and that's a, a piece of art yeah, and then yeah. onto the next thing rather than trying to perfect and iterate and that stuff. Oh, like, I still have it. this, like going and seeing, like the best thing being immersed in the improv scene did for me was, was I think, a, apart from saying having a go at it and stuff like as a listener and, yeah. a, and, a, and a reviewer and a gig goer the best thing was going and seeing things like Marilyn Crispell and um, The Next yeah 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 and well a the bunch Knicks, of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah a bunch of things but just going and seeing yeah. those and having that exact response totally. like like I wish I could show this to more people yeah I wish I could and then as a writer you have that that um, influence well yeah but you have that mind too where you're the person who's trying to 
put that across to people. You should have been here to see this, and you and you go fuck. How could I put this across? I've only yeah. got I've only got this many words. You yeah, know? yeah, I yeah. only know. You know, um, I'm actually a dunce that knows. You know, with a vocab of 800 words. How do I How do I yeah. fucking do this? You like, do, and, you, and you go and through I'm, this no, crisis you know, of yeah, what, yeah, I feel yeah. like an imposter. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just yeah. I just had. And if I use the the term life changing again, yeah. you know, like people will start to see through me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it fucking was, you know. And so you you know. And yeah, that next gig, you know, I'm still oh, yeah, 15, gone, man, like 15 years later, I'm still waiting for them to come back yeah. or, f- or for me to be in their part of the world where yeah. they're playing. Uh, I listened to, I've listened to everything they've done since that, and I can't think of another band where that's been the case, where I've actually listened uh, more than once to every single thing they've done. You know, yeah, there must, yeah. must be a dozen albums have come out since I've seen them, and I've reviewed quite a few of them, and I've bought all of them. Wow. And you know, like yeah. I, you know, and I'm, I haven't reviewed the brand new one, but I'm, I will, like I'm yeah. listening to it at the moment, you know, like, and that's, that's a double album and that's like, yeah, 15 years after I saw them and I'm still absolutely captivated by what they do. I totally get why some yeah, people yeah. wouldn't dig it. Yeah. But I kind of go, man, I, I want to be a cheerleader for this band. I still want to actually, yeah. which, you know, in my sort of, well, I was going to say my line of work, but it's not really work anymore But because no one pays. But in my line of work, um, that's not the best thing to, to do and be as a yeah. cheerleader. Yeah. But, but in a way, that's why we all sort of got into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's nice. I quite like being reminded of that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so... Um I started to get into this position where it started to go a bit full circle. Like I, I, I did, I did the band thing, and mm. then I did the noise thing at the same time, and then moved more into just doing the. I call it noise. I guess it's. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. It's drone music or yeah. experimental or whatever you want to call it. Well, it's, a, it's a form of free music. Yeah, yeah, it's I, free. I would say. Uh, uh, yeah, free yeah, is yeah. probably the best. Yeah. But again, like with Spotify and streaming, people have a different take on what free music right, is. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing. Yeah, and then and then and then I, I, I sort of reached this point, like from jamming with um, Craig and Tom, um, where I started moving back into bringing the, that those electroacoustic and noise elements into back into music and, and, and trying to find that sweet spot. Mm. Uh, another one, another collaboration I did. At, again at Monkey Studio, we did it in a studio at Monkey with Brett Stanton, yeah. um, engineering, and Ricky Gooch and, and David Long and myself, and, yeah. and and Brett was playing some instruments from the control room in it, and you know that's something I forget that I've done, and it's yeah, like, yeah, fuck, I bet it was great. It definitely I had mean, its moments. Would have you know? had, yeah. had to have something about it. Yeah, with those yeah. people involved, and you know, um, Ricky, Ricky's, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, it's uh, it's hard to put into words, just. He's a bit of a freak of nature, and, and I mean, I'd known Ricky um, to say hi to and said socially yeah. as a friend, yeah. but I'd never played music with him, and, and yeah. just uh, his approach was so refreshing, and just he, and he would do these things like he, he found these just dumb photos off the internet, like, <laughs> like of a orca, oh, he's, he's an a, orca with a. Look, I've had a really good chat with him in here for the podcast, yeah. and he's he's a wizard, you know. Yeah, like, and, and it he is really that, is a wizard. It, it I was mean, almost that Eno thing of yeah. that, of that bringing out like you, you know the, yeah. the 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 obscure thing, and, yeah, yeah, and, 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 or the card that's yeah, going to yeah, tell yeah. you that this, this is, is going to it's going to be this is going to be the song, and it was like. 
But okay. Rick, Ricky's one of those people who is influenced by seemingly everything around him. Yeah. And it all makes sense yeah. once you hear it, you know, like, and, and, and you know, I, I when I first met, I met Ricky, I mean, I've known Ricky for, for 20 years, you know, and when I first met him, I didn't know anything about him musically, yeah. but I instantly liked him. Yeah. And could tell that he had some cleverness about him you know yeah. like that he was good yeah and we i think we were introduced as you know drummers which again like i had yeah. this shrinking like oh well <laughs> fuck <laughs> if you're a drummer i can't be and you know like, like i've but, seen you on, i've seen you online <laughs> seen you had, had, had that pleasure at that point but <laughs> but you know um you know i i when i connected with him again a few years later i was kind of like so aware of what he'd done and so in awe of what he'd yeah. done I almost had a moment where I'm like why are you coming up and talking to me you know like I almost had that like totally and I so when we and I consider this, him a good you know I consider yeah. I don't I don't get to see him enough but I consider him a good friend you know like oh man I yeah like I, he, he's had a profound he, uh, yeah. effect on yeah, me yeah, as, yeah. as a as a listener to yeah. music too, like yeah. he's he's really opened a lot of doors. But he again, I go, keep going back to this thing. He's one of those people who who's very generous. Yeah. And, and so I'm in this situation where I'm um, playing in a music with him in, yeah, in, in yeah, a yeah. studio. I'm recording. Yeah. And it's um, and and he's. Encar- not only encouraging, but just like fuck, that's cool, man. You know, we're going to yeah. do what Jules is doing mm, for mm, a moment there, and it's mm. like, holy shit! Like, oh, I got some, dr- I got some drum lessons off him, and which were, again, that was another huge thing for me that really made me like reconnect with. I was in a place where I hadn't played for a while. Yeah, I was knew that I could do what I was supposed to do, but I wanted to get a bit better, and I hit him up to get some lessons off him, and I, he not only like opened some doors very quickly and yeah. showed me some things and made me feel good about what I was doing but I remember him saying oh fuck I should um, I should sample some of this and I could use it and I don't think I don't, you know yeah. I actually don't think he was going to do anything cruel with it you know? no no that's right think, and, I don't think he has and that. he wouldn't have been aware that he was probably paying you the highest compliment exactly like I, I it was ever. just his his yeah. ears were going yeah. fuck I this is a sound that I could do something. Totally. And, to- it was just and that's like, why. Fuck, like, yeah, man, the way that's he amazing. Li- and I think yeah. DJing has really helped him. him yeah. The way he, he, he sort of um, listens to music and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that, those little moments like that, it's like, you know, I, I talked about how I'm, I, you know, I, I wince a little bit when I, I, I have to say, oh, I'm a musician. Mm, mm. But it's little moments like that that go, actually, fuck, yeah, I am, actually. And if mm. someone like Ricky, or David Long or whoever can say yep I really loved what you were doing there yep. or, or or you or, or like you know I had lunch with David yesterday and he sort of just starts describing this thing I do mm. or, or, or you know or, or I did and it's like well, this is a bit embarrassing but at the same time it's really uh, the highest compliment you know and yeah, so yeah. that's all part of finding my place and then so um, taking the leap to the solo thing Jeff, yeah. I, I, again, the generosity thing. Jeff Boyle, who I've known since I was like eighteen. Yeah. The Hawks Bay thing again, you know, yeah. and, and um and just also similar. You know, we, we both come from like the similar, the working class kind yeah, of yeah. town kind of upbringing. You strike me as having a similar sort of temperament yeah, yeah, and a yeah, similar yeah. approach yeah. to things, even though you might come at it. F- 
Yeah. With different technical knowledge, you have a different, a similar. Yeah, sort of and and the thing with Jeff, like he was, uh, he's a virtuoso almost. Yes. Well, I think he is a guitar player. And, oh and, man, he's and, and, you know, and, and he, but he's also got enough confidence to go. Yeah, I'm fucking really good, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I remember him when I was first mucking around with pedals and, and mm. effects, because the Jacob guys used to come down and crash at my house, and I was like, oh, check this out. And, and still now to this day, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I've hooked this pedal into this pedal and check out this noise. <laughs> He's always like, fucking hell, that's awesome, man. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and, you and, found and, something good. And it's not a pad on the headway. It's like, bro, what's, you, you know... It's like you've found something yeah, new. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're speaking my language. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've found a new conversation to have. So, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that I've, I influence him. He's, you know, he's definitely had an unconscious. Although all all of my friends have had an unconscious thing, but mm. I, I think we push each other along. Mm. All, all our friends, not just Jeff, but all, all all our friends kind of push each other along like that. And that, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what it's about to me. But it was the Jacob guys and Jeff. Oh, and, and I think it was actually Jason. Because do you know Jason? Yeah, yeah. And he's really rip shit or bust, you know. And he's just like, you know, he, he kind of gets the shit. He's the guy who gets shit done in the band. And sometimes it's yeah. like, fuck that. You you pulled the trigger on that one a bit too quickly, bro, or whatever. But he was just like, um, I think Jeff had kind of primed it. Like, man, I think it's time for you to. Because he, he was always, him and Morris always really loved the third octave stuff, and I would yeah. send them whatever we had, and it always really encouraging and. And then he was like, you know, I think it's time for you to do your own thing. Do you, yeah. We're looking for a solo act. We don't want to do a singer-songwriter. Would you be able to pull off a set, you know? And and I'm like, oh. And then, uh, you know, in my comfort zone, in my head, I'm like, fuck, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do that. Like, you were talking about yeah, getting yeah. up on stage and, yeah, and yeah. bombing. Yeah. And then I was like, actually, I think this is the point in, in my, quote, career, my musical mm. trajectory where I have to take that step and it, so yeah. it's thanks to those guys that um, I did and then and then it was the name came from Jason yeah just going bro I, we're doing our posters now I need a name you know and, and <laughs> Bachelor of Architecture was some when it, back in the ejector days when we were thinking about shall we be a new band or shall we continue as ejector yeah. that was a name that I had kicking around and yeah, I was yeah. like oh that that's kind of a good name and, and it actually better describes what I'm doing because I'm I'm a, a male on my own sort of making these yeah yeah these kind of structures um, structures you know <laughs> yeah, out of yeah, sound yeah. and um yeah I, I opened for Jacob that first and I've, I've played with him quite a few times now mm, mm. and I um I, I was so ne- I wasn't nervous but it just time just went really quickly I think I ended up playing like fucking 15 minutes or something mm. you know and I got off stage and they were like fuck is that it bro is that it you know have you, are yeah, you done yeah. and then but then I remember and the second time I played with him, you know, um, Jeff, you know, you've spoken to Jeff, he's been yeah. on this, but he's yeah. like, he's like, bro, that was fucking mean, you know, and, and I was just like, like that's the like, Ricky thing, that's, I was gonna that's say, the Jeff he's, compliment I was just going to say, he's one of those he, people yeah. that you then think about the next day just yeah. how much that actually yeah. fucking means he like, meant it yeah you know, yeah yeah, yeah. and, and then he's a like, guy who doesn't say pretty much anything he doesn't mean and his words yeah. were that was mean as fuck. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's, he meant that, you know? And, and so yeah. it's just little moments like that, that, that you, that so what's, move you forward. Uh, two things to, to, uh, I mean, we could talk all night, yeah. but two things to wrap up would be like, um, you mentioned before, uh, needing to play for sort of mental health. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Do you want to go into that a bit? Like, how much do you, like, because that's a thing people say, but yeah. is that something you actually mean, and what do you get yeah. from that? And have you been in a situation, I mean, you're a guy who, like, we know each other well enough for me to, to think you're a guy who's happily married with, with a family and a good job. Yeah. And that's, like, what if I told you that's enough? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That is, yeah. You, yeah, do, you, know. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. do you go like, could you give it up because someone says that's enough, or do you go, well, I need this in my no, life because? I, I, and I, so, what does I, it do? I, what does it actually do for I you? I become hard to live with, I think. Yeah. And 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 fortunately, my, I should interview your wife. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My partner yeah. Sarah, she, she's <laughs> really encouraging and recognizes that. Um, even before I do, you know, like, oh, you're getting a bit squirrely or you're getting a bit yeah. irritable. Yeah. We're, you know, weirdly, I get really sensitive to, um, and I guess it's anxiety, really sensitive to noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though I make noise, I get really yeah. sensitive to crowds and, um, you know, if the kids are being particularly noisy. Yeah. And, it, and she recognised when I'm unreasonably... Um, sort of put out by that like, Man, yeah. what you guys are really being full on you know and and so yeah I, I'm, I'm really lucky in that she, she before I even recognise it she'll be like why don't you go out make some, I'm, I'm going to take it yeah. out or, or why don't you go and meet a friend yeah. and um, do some and noise. do, some, do <laughs> yeah. some music together you yeah, know yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and because when you're making noise you're in control of it yeah so yeah I don't know it, it is it sounds I don't know if it's just that it but you sounds know what I mean, really wanky you know and, and but it it is like a uh, it is a, a um it's very medicinal you know like I, yeah I, I like them how I used to be hesitant about calling myself a, a um, musician I just talking to you now I feel hesitant to describe myself like as an artist because yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I'm, I'm worthy as an yeah, but yeah. it is that classic artist thing of like yeah um you just a, a little bit um it's not those intimidating drawings on the fridge is it because my son <laughs> does. they don't actually even mind <laughs> <laughs> no but it is that it's that uh, it is I don't know I don't know what it is. No, no, it's not I, the muse or the calling. It's just like this this need. Totally. Yeah. Look, I do, look when I you know when when I'm on holiday. Yeah. My wife will say, um, you know, something about like you're on holiday, just relax, or it's good to see you relaxed. And I, and inside I'll be going, yeah, but I haven't written anything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't mean like I haven't got on Facebook and told someone they're a cunt or yeah, replied yeah, yeah, to their yeah. email or whatever. I mean, I haven't actually sat down and written something yeah. for a day, and. And I'll want to do that. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I recognise in myself that that's weird that my job and my hobby and my recreation time are all one and the same. It's exactly but, it's exactly the same kind of feeling, you know, like yeah. that, it's, it's what, that yeah. restlessness of like... Yeah. I, I'm totally in the moment yeah, yeah, and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we went to Melbourne the other week and I liked it. I love being on holiday. But in the, so you're thinking about... I had about some good times. I did next. some cool stuff. Yeah. But I also... I I did like a few posts on my yeah. on my website. Did lots of food posts. Didn't I you? Did, oh, yeah, I did that. Sort of a, like about that's, five years after everyone else, you started doing food porn. That's my that's my, I liked it. That's my I'm on holiday thing. Like I loved when, it. Whenever I'm on holiday, I do I drop yeah. into the Facebook yeah. food porn thing. But but I actually did I thought s- you were taking the piss. Oh, I think I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
But some good flocking food in there. It was good, but I, 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 it, it was a thing I started a couple of years ago. It was totally oh, like okay. when I'm on holiday. That, that's when you know I'm on holiday. Right, I'm right, right. Okay, like, okay. Um, oh, every now and then I'll do photos of things I'm drinking. Yeah. Because like, well, fantastic Yeasty Boys sponsors yeah, yes, podcast, yes, yes. whatever. Like that you know, wine hammer is a tasty <laughs> drop, isn't it? Yeah. Nice soundbite. Uh, but, but I will do. Um, the food thing is a total, yeah, I'm on holiday. Yeah. But I still went away and found my time to write a couple of reviews. Yeah. To write, or, or whatever, like to write a couple of posts. Yeah. To write an essay. Yeah. And put it up there. And yet, like, there's no real reason for me to do that. Yeah. Beyond the fact that it makes me happy, which is reason enough. And yeah. I imagine that's what you're sort of talking about. With yeah, totally. And I don't mean to, like, I, I, I don't want to sort of make light or, or, or dismiss... The mental health thing because that is a yeah, very yeah, real yeah, thing, totally. and, 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 and that's why I say we should yeah. sort of unpack yeah. it a bit. Like, like I had, you know, that is definitely something that, and it's not just a feeling or I imagine it. It's definitely something that I've, I have had some struggles with. Um, not as again, I don't feel worthy talking about it because not as mu- much as some people that we both that we yeah yeah all, yeah that you know my we friends know. of mine that yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we know that really have yeah. Um, but um, you know, and and I think it was a period with the Letterbox Lambs. I think I, mean, I touched on it with the first album. It took ages. Was really hard to mix. I I had some other stuff going on. I you know just work stuff. We also around that time we had an accident in our band practice room. I don't know if we ever talked about this actually. We used to practice in this. Um, I guess it was kind of a warehouse factory thing, and it had a one of those goods elevators. Yeah. You know that you. You, people aren't supposed to ride in, but we rode yeah, in yeah. with all our gear, and the cable snapped. Um, you know, and it, and it dropped. Mm. You know, uh, not ten meters, but it was a good drop anyway. Mm. And um, it, symbolically, somewhat, everyone, everything fell on me, yeah. <laughs> and and I took the brunt of the um, impact, and and um, and I, I, I injured my foot, and I was off work for a while, and it was really stressful. And yeah, and so I, yeah, there was a there was a period there where um, yeah, I, I, it got it got pretty dark, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I struggled with that for I, that initial period of um, was, you know, it was for for a couple of years, and I, I worked through that. But you know, like, uh, definitely, I can recognise when that if if that's starting to come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it's interesting you saying like um, being well, being worried, or at least being aware that your problem problems aren't as um, developed and important or whatever yeah. as debilitating yeah, as yeah, others yeah, yeah. I, I keep having this um, connection lately with I mean I love that Neil Young album On the Beach Yeah, it's just uh, you know s- since I heard that and in fact weirdly I reviewed that for Manual or Staple oh. when it was reissued because oh, yeah, 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 I'd never heard it until oh, right, it came right, out right. 2003 or whatever it was and I know that I reviewed that as a a new album reissue whatever you want to call it for uh, because it's the first time on CD for Staple Magazine which is odd but I I was listening to it the other day and I I always hit it on that lyric um, just because my problems are meaningless that that doesn't make them go away 
Right. You know, I've never, just, I've never oh, thought just, about that, but you're right. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, like yeah. back then, and it just keeps coming back to me as like that's a really powerful thing. Like, yeah. that, you know, we shouldn't be in competition with the idea that someone's hurting more than us, or that someone's like we should be aware yeah. of it, particularly if they're our friend and we want to be sensitive to them yeah. and help them. But like, you know, like someone not giving a shit of where you're at yeah. and just saying oh well you you don't appear to have anything yeah you know that you should be bugging together, you, so you yeah. seem to have or, your or shit why should, together or why should yeah, you yeah. have anything or, wrong you know you're a yeah. you're a white male yeah, like yeah. you rule the world so yeah, you yeah. should be okay yeah. like yeah whatever you've got going on yeah. like if it's bugging you it's fucking bugging you right yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, that alone yeah, yeah. and obviously a bit more than that in that lyric but yeah. I think about that quite a bit like yeah. I go that's that's quite a powerful uh, statement that he made. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, like I, I, I've got friends who have the manic thing where, where they where they don't have that self awareness mm. to know when they're up, and 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 not really sometimes not in touch with the reality. I don't have. I've never had that. Yeah. Um. So I sort of feel like, oh well, I haven't really. Yeah. Hit it yet, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. So it's not really worth talking about, but. No, it's, look, uh, you know, I don't want to jump on any kind of no, mental no, no, health no, no, bandwagon no, no, no. either. I know, you know that, like, but it's been yeah. it's become a real um, theme in this podcast. Yeah, and that's because I'm primarily talking to people who work in um, artistic endeavours. I think that's why it's become a theme. Yeah, and it's not something I can speak to with any real um, authority in terms of experience. Mm. But as I say, I look to things like like that, like that Neil Young lyric. That's been a real guiding point for me of yeah. going like "fuck," like for me and for anyone else. Like um, your shit is real. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like your shit is real, and what you're dealing with is important. Yeah, and, and like and I, I it guess, isn't about like gold, silver, and bronze medal. This person's most important. With yeah, this. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm I, I feel lucky um, that I. I, either I recognise yeah. or, or, or or my partner does and will make, make, make me aware. Mm. You know, like, I mean, even today, like, I went to a funeral yesterday and it was pretty tough, you know, mm. and, and, you know, speaking of mental health and, it, you know, mm. it, um, and um, I needed to, I recognised that it, it was tough and I needed to take some time, time out to Anzac Day today. So I went to, excuse me, I went to... Um, Back to Wainuiamata, you know, and because yeah. uh, I needed to recharge, yeah, and yeah. Wainuiamata in 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 autumn is like one of my favourite places, and um, and I just drove around and looked at mm. some of my Milestones sort of happy parks, yeah, ha- yeah, happy yeah, places, yeah. you know, visited yeah. a few old friends and um, yeah. recharged my batteries, you know, yeah. like that, that's the word I used when I you know my my partner's away at the moment. She said, yeah. "What are you up to?" I said, "I'm just recharging my batteries," you know, yeah. and, and and it's that it's that. Um, filling yeah. yourself up yeah. yeah 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 so the 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 second question and 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 sort of the last question yeah. really unless unless you want to go off from here is mm. is is what's what's happened happening currently and what's what's in the future yeah well um performance wise music wise recording wise yeah. yeah yeah so i i Bachelor of Architecture. I guess I've been doing that now for you know the year. Like I said, the years are going so fast. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've been doing that for. You a few think years. you're doing something yeah. for a year or two, yeah. and then you go back and go, 
fuck, there's evidence that I've done this for four or five years. Yeah, right? and, it, and it gets a bit embarrassing I've, after a I've while. I've had that with writing jobs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, you know, I wish I had it more now, I suppose. But, yeah. like, I've had that with writing jobs. Oh, yeah, I've been doing that for a year or two. That's and right. Go, Actually, it's been six years. Um, I'd love to see some of those collaborations that I mentioned that, exist in that have kind of, yeah, this yeah, conversation's yeah. kind of reminded me of them yeah, I, yeah. I love those to come out I want to do the letterbox lambs some um, of them you can do but some yeah of that's them, right yeah 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 the letterbox lambs retrospective I, you know I, I want to do it just to tie up loose ends part of me feels like a bit of a sad old yeah. bastard but at the same time yeah well if you don't do it yeah. it's going to require some other sad old bastard yeah, to do it right yeah. and you're the best you're the best place sad old bastard, sad old bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that you know <laughs> and, and so that's the past stuff mm. and then so I talked about earlier how I've slowly the 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 noisy mm. stuff has started making its way into these rock music yeah um, settings yeah so yeah. I got this call I got a call from Achilles who I'd played with in yeah. Ejector who was in Dunner Clear and Ghost, Ghost Play. Play. yeah and he has he had this band this new project called Folks with two F's yeah. like Folks yeah and um, with ex Dunner Clear and Ghost Plane people and they'd done a record I think they got an EP on Bandcamp yeah and they'd done some gigs but he, I think I talked to him about some of the, the, the stuff I had done and he yeah. was quite intrigued by it and, and then just out of the blue he got in touch and said it'd be cool you know, we're all guys in our early 40s uh, late 30s, early 40s yeah. who've got, some of us have got families we've all had that yeah. aspirational thing of like wanting to yeah, quite we're not, make it we're not trying band. to make yeah, it yeah, 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 so yeah, it's really it's a, we're all on the same that. page yeah 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 one way or another yeah yeah um, we practice every Thursday it'd be cool if you want to come along and just bring some of that, those elements to the practice room yeah. we're, we're you know we've got we do these songs but we have also have this kind of strong improvisational element that we want to enhance and it'd yeah. be cool if you could do that like um, and so I did and then, and that was great. But then, and we've come up with some great stuff. But the thing with the the whole uh, free side of things is yeah. it's really hard to replicate. Yes. you do something cool, and it's yeah. like and do that again. Yeah, it's like I can't. Can't. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it was trying to find a way of, you know, best of so both worlds. So really, like what it would require to do that would be would be the rigidity of a, a type of musician who would never get involved in that kind of practice. <laughs> You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, right. like Dave Weckle is never gonna, yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. be the drummer that like pulls off that octopus part. Yeah. You know that someone did randomly. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna do it through like decades of study. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then he can do it night after night, but only because it's by rote. Yeah, that's right. Not by fluke right. the first time. Yeah. yeah so that, yeah. that that exactly that, and then and then at some point. Um, and because this band, this is a really quite an interesting band as well, because they they don't have any guitars. Um, Achilles plays a mandola. All right. Yeah. And then um, and there's bass and drums. I mean, it, it, it sounds it's pretty similar to a guitar. He's playing. Mm-hmm. He's a guitarist. Yeah, yeah. But so he's got no, a guitar sensibility yeah, 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 about yeah, how he's yeah. approaching that instrument. And then at some point, um, someone said, "Oh, we've got this thing here." Mm. And it was a um, tenor guitar, and it's the, you know, like Warren Ellis plays in Nick Cave, it's mm. actually his signature yeah, guitar, yeah. so it's yeah. a little four-string, t- tiny little guitar that's mm. tuned like a violin, and mm. um, and it, I just, as soon as I put it on, I had no idea what I was doing with my fingers or anything, because mm. it's like an upside-down bass or, or, <laughs> yeah. or, or something, 
but I got sense. a cool sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and again, that's just finding my place. I think yeah, I can yeah. get cool sounds out of whatever, you know. Mm, well, mm. not what, and that sounds wanky, but, you know, I'm, no, 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 I'm pretty yeah. good at pulling yeah, yeah. sounds out, out without necessarily knowing how to play something. And yeah, yeah. Um, kind of by accident, I've ended up having this kind of... Um, not a lead guitarist, but almost like <laughs> yeah. what, how, what Anton and David yeah. Long, those colorist kind of guitar yeah, players wow. in this band um, without, yeah, so I've kind of evolved into that. <laughs> and we also have these, um, those those jams we had with my noise stuff it kind of pushed Achilles along to, um, he'd already exp- he had a musical saw, but then he started making instruments. Mm. And so we've got all these like, Homemade instruments dotted around the practice room that will break it all, everyone, and they, we all play them differently. So, mm. and and so we've got this really cool. I think we've found this. I finally found the mix of mm. rock meets, you know, it's the meeting in the middle of, of, of the, the two things that I, mm. that I do, and it's really fun and it's really, it's really casual, but. You know, like we we did we opened for that band Tortoise uh, yeah. from Chicago which was really cool because I was a fan of, the, of that band for 20 years you know? so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was cool to open for them but also it was cool to be really casual and chilled out about it and mm. but also have the confidence to know that fuck you know we've all been around we've been playing for 20 plus years yeah, now yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so we, we can get yeah, up there and, and know, nail it you know exactly you guys are no slouches in your own yeah, like, yeah yeah like yes you know that you're supporting yeah and that most people there don't care. Yeah. Like they'll like you if, yeah. if they encounter you and they yeah. it's to their taste, but they haven't come for you. And and also and that like, doesn't mean you guys haven't got a whole lot of skill. Yeah. To that occasion. And yeah, also, yeah. and we've reached that point where where we actually don't give a fuck if anyone else is in the room. We're playing mm. with each other for ourselves. Mm. Mm. And we recorded the show, and when I when I listen to it now, you can sort of hear that the, as the crowd gets bigger, and people are really into it by the mm. by. by and oh no, that's really. I mean, the last two years that I've played drums, which has only been a, a very small handful of public appearances with a couple of bands, yeah. I've, got, I've actually like gone exactly that thing. I've gone, I don't actually care who's listening. I yeah. Don't give a shit. I sound okay. Yeah. And I sound really good in the context of what we're doing. Yeah. Like I filled in with the spines. I played with this other band, sort of countryish band, um, and. I know I've done a, yeah. a, a knock-up job. You yeah. know, like yeah, I've, done yeah. as, I've done as good as I can do. Yeah. And it's served them as well as it can serve. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't care beyond that. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And, and also it's like I'm not a total fucking beginner. Like, just because I've had, like, people tell me I'm garbage at playing. Yeah. Like, I've still been playing for over 20 years. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It can't you, be all bad. It's like, when, when you, you know, like, stop, I know how to do it. You stop caring about what other people oh, totally. think. Yeah. And, and, and I've never really cared, truth be told. Like, yeah. I've always been able to do it. Like, I've always been able to do it to whatever level I want to do it. Yeah. It's that weird sort of, I have had a little bit of that weird in me, that weird... Um, so many people have said, oh, you're a failed musician, that's why you got into that. Yeah. That you go, am I? Like, yeah, you, yeah. you wonder for a minute, like, yeah. am I? You know, like, oh, like maybe maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's not the case at all. No. You know? Like, no, it's no. not, it's yeah, not yeah. the case at all. If, you know, if I was a failed musician that turned into a music writer, it's just like, well, fuck, man, I failed at music 
long ago like you know yeah, like yeah. if I took yeah. that long to you know yeah yeah so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so that I, I guess that's sort of where where I, where I am now and and it's it became it's, it's just this everything sort of has happened like accidentally and mm. It, but that, that's where, where I've ended up, and, and it's really cool playing with these guys, and it's great to play with Achilles again. You know, but I went along to that practice not wanting to commit to anything. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm really enjoying it, and yeah. and, it, and it's like, yeah, this this is a thing. I think mm. you know, like, yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. Anything else? Man, I think I reckon we've I, done. I, it. I reckon we've done it, eh? Yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what we didn't do this time, we yeah. we did yeah. it the first time. <laughs>